tell me it's setting up again. I don't no, like. No, we're this. live, pal. We're live. Not as live as you want to be, I guess. I don't know. Oh man, we are. Uh, are we it live is... on Facebooks? Yes. Holy Jesus oh, Christ! I don't, I don't understand why my page goes away every time I click live. Like it, it, it don't make no sense. Because you're turning the page, Tony. Uh, uh, Bob Seger in the house. Turn the page. Oh, yeah. oh, that's right. I'm just gonna pretend I know that song. You do know the song. Metallica covered it. Oh, turn the page. Yeah. There you go. Oh, See? turn the page around. No, Jesus. Oh, my God. Turn the beat around. Let the dun, 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 dun. That's Bob Seger. We're going to talk to hot sauce. We are picking up exactly where we left off last week. Singing. Last week, it was Kids Incorporated. Uh, this week, it's uh, turn the page into turn the beat around. Turn the beat around. Da, na, 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 na. My favorite Bob Seger song. No, 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 no. Bob Seger doesn't sing that. What's another? What's another good Bob Seger song? Does well, he sing Lido? Lido. No, that's not. That's oh, that's Bob Skaggs. You jackwagons. Bob, whatever. It's all Bob. No, no Bob Seger Bob. does. He does. Um, holy Rio. Sh- no. Whoa. Oh. It's old, uh, old time rock and roll. Just take those old records off the shelf. We got tonight. There you go. Who needs tomorrow? Who needs tomorrow? Isn't that Barry Manilow? No, it's Bob Seger. Barry Seger? Yes, Billy Seger. Bob Manilow? Hollywood Nights. Oh, shake down, break down, take yes. down. Yes. Wait, that's no, a no, great no. That's, song. that's, that's Beverly Hills too, isn't it? Isn't that tantric? I know the shakedown. Whatever I think is gonna break down someday. That's all. Holy shit! Oh wow! You know more Bob Seger than you think. You know. Holy. Wait, which one's Bob Seger again? Which? He's not Rambling Man, is he? No, that's the fucking Almond Brothers. (laughs) Lord, I was born a Rambling Man. No, I think that's Cardi B. No, please. I don't like her racist song WAP. Who does she think she is? Yeah, it's very offensive to it. Bob Seger does Night Moves. Oh, Night yeah. Moves. All time rock and roll, turn the page. Against the Wind. Against the Wind. I don't sing it out. Kevin's just going to sing everything you said. I'm just going to sing every song to Night Moves. Like oh. a Rock. Like a Rock. Oh, like the like the beer commercial, no? Yeah, that's the, oh, the, Chevy the truck commercial. commercial. Yes. Chevy. Oh, like a rock. Night moves. Night moves, baby. Night moves. Kevin and Tony making night moves. That's right. Separately, though. Not together. Missing band on the run? No, that's Wings. God, I know so much fucking useless information. (laughs) Who sings? Matt, Matt, who sings this? (laughs) Who sings this song? My time is up. Your time is now. You can't see me. My time is now. And the Thugonomics. I'm piling now. Oh, okay. (laughs) I thought it was Bob Seger. I enjoy a nice uh, cherry limeade rain. If you're into the uh, energy drinks, I do have my alcoholic beverages, my original sins. But I'm going to finish this energy drink first. This has fueled my day. I've literally watched wrestling from the time I went to uh, bed until the time uh, now. I felt I watched NXT now. I watched NXT last night. I fought the Night Demons. I fought fought the Dementors. Isn't that a fucking Saturday Night Fever? That's the fucking Bee Gees. 
I fought the night the night demons, and I watched <laughs> NXT, and then I woke up, and I opened my. <laughs> I opened my AEW Series 3. Oh, your figures? I displayed my figures. I cleaned out the litter boxes. I got some figures here, boys. the figures? I did my laundry, and then I watched all the wrestles. All of them. And we have so much to talk about. A lot of wrestles. Uh, Hot Sauce Tracy Williams from Ring of Honor. He's joining us tonight. Uh, What time is that, Matt? That's 745 this evening. Oh, yeah. That's the good stuff. Uh, we watched Sacrifice. We watched Ring of Honor. We watched oh, AEW. We watched MLW. We watched NXT. Tony watched Raw for the third week in a row. Fuck yeah. The New Japan Cup is rocking and rolling. The NWA has got a pay-per-view this weekend. We got picks for Fastlane we got to make. Are we picking the NWA pay-per-view? Ooh, yes. all this and more. 100%. All this and more next on the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, episode 524, Night Moves. <laughs> Talking about your night moves. The following is a presentation of the Shining Wizards Network, broadcasting live on rantiumradio.com and available on all podcast platforms and at shiningwizards.com. Follow us on social media at Wizards Podcast. Check out our merchandise at merch.shiningwizards.com. Do your Amazon shopping at amazon.shiningwizards.com and become a Patreon supporter at patreon.com slash wizardspodcast. As always, we thank you for your continued support. And now, enjoy the show. Big package. And he's got those smelly balls. The fuck are you talking about? Fucking <laughs> loser. Fuck the shining wizards. Jesse James, and you're listening to the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Welcome, everyone, listening live on the rant, rantiumradio.com. Welcome, everyone, watching us live on the face space, facepace.live, whatever's Wizards Podcast. And welcome, everyone, downloading us. We love you just as much and all the same for all the support and all that you do for us. But, folks, right now, it's Wrestling Talk. And talk about wrestling. Tony. Kevin. Night moves, Matt, in the house. Oh, yeah. Copyright strike number one. Fuck, who cares? Who cares? Take it down. Kevin knows the song. You know Bob Seger. I know. Oh, listen, Bob Seger is my favorite star on Full House. Oh, yeah. I like Uncle Jesse myself. Oh, come on, Bob Seger. Come on. And he also hosted America's Funniest Home Videos. 
Nicholas, what's going on tonight? Good old Bob Seeger. Not much. How are you? How's the daylight savings time treating you? Still fucking light out. Isn't it amazing? God, yeah. that's so overrated as a as a freaking like fuck up, like a mind fuck. That's so overrated. It affects you for like one hour and then you get over it and then you realize what time it is and you go on about your day. Stop it with the freaking, oh, the farms, all oh, the farmers don't even use it anymore. Who cares? Shut up. Get over yourself. You're an adult. Wow. Kevin's a little ornery about daylight savings I just, time. It, I, I did a, a, a daylight savings time turned on me, as Tony would say. I used to think it was ridiculous. Now I'm just like, all right, it affects you for literally an hour. And then you just move on and you go to work like a normal person and you go home. I'll sacrifice an hour of sleep for an extra hour of daylight, bro. Come on. So you're not, so daylight savings time isn't turning on you. You're the, the people who hate daylight savings time are turning on you. No, they're still jerks. That's what I mean. So then nobody turned on you. What are you talking about? There? I used to not like daylight savings time. I used oh, to be, oh, I used to be okay. one of those, I used to be one of those J brones. Gotcha. But now I don't care because I it think it's a cause for that extra hour of daylight. I like it. Welcome all to Nelly's butthole. Hello, Nelly. Oh I man. Already. Me and Nelly got heat already today. Gosh, what? Uh -oh. She's on your keyboard? No. She's just no? I don't know, man. She's not she's a very she doesn't understand the concept of of being a sleeping partner. Okay? If you're gonna she's gonna sleep next to me, she can't be stealing my covers. She can't be just laying there like a fucking bump on a log. Can't be trying to give you a little tug ski. She, yeah, I she... wish she tried to give me a little tug ski. <laughs> she just lays there like a, a rock. She's very heavy, and when she's out, she is out. Like a rock. He was going to yeah. say like a bitch. You caught him, right? <laughs> she is out like a light. Oh, boy. I'm oh good, boy. though. I got my first shot on Saturday. Oh. Welcome to the club kind of halfway so, there. So uh oh, Bob Seeger's best song, you're halfway there. Living on a prayer, baby. Uh, I think Bob halfway Seger's there song. was Richard Marks. Me me half No, that was Kenny Loggins. Bob Seeger cuz he had fucking Pete no, Townsend, not Pete Townsend. Who's the guy with the fucking wah 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 wah? Yeah, that was that was Oh, are you thinking no, that, uh, that's the guy from Frampton? Uh, you're thinking of Frampton. Yeah, Frampton. Yeah. Bob Seeger's album Frampton Comes Alive. Kenny Loggins did Meet Me Halfway from uh Top Gun. Right? Kenny Loggins from Loggins and Messina. Like John Messina? No, no John Messina, you John Jackoff. Gino Messina's father was in Loggins and Messina. Oh, God. Let's see. What else? I watched a lot of wrestling. I worked a lot. I watched that David Arquette movie. Yeah, I saw that a couple weeks ago. What'd you think? Um, I feel like he... Like the biography that's been kind of out for a while. But you or... can't you can't kill David Arquette where it Yeah. Yeah, where it talks it shows his comeback, how he wants to be a professional wrestler and redeem that's himself. Right. That's right. Except for when Nick Gage almost killed him and he ran out of the ring and then he ran back. And then he relapsed and he became an alcoholic and then he got his shit together. Hey, man. Dude get dude gets a bad rap though. Did you see Peter Avalon was the one training with him? Yeah, pretty Pete. Did you notice our boy uh, the reinforcer Andrew Anderson was in there for a second or two? Your boy. Our boy, come on! That's a stud. Nah, that guy's a circus clown, man. Kevin loves Kevin's in, in with me. He loves Andrew Anderson. Look, I mean, I'm sure he's a great time at a bar. Okay, crush a couple beers, grab a couple titties. You know. All right. Well, let's not go that far. Well, that's see, the there's the problem. You can't be grabbing titties. 
No, 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 no. He made it clear on the show. He always asked permission. That doesn't make it right. If, if, if they give you the, if they give you the go ahead, Kev, you land the plane. What are you going to do? Come on. I mean, I guess he's got. It. If you ask and they say go if, ahead, if, all right. In the, yeah, I guess. The Lord the- Jesus said, "Ask and ye shall receive," and I would like to receive the titties. Mm. It'd be a good day. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, good day. Yes, it is. I mean, to his credit, he might just be an old-fashioned carny where he could he could talk his way into a woman's drawers. Nothing wrong with that. The it it almost the, wait which which drawer the sock drawer the the blouse drawer the underwear drawer <laughs> God the crisper in the fridge which one which drawer are we talking about? crisper I don't even know her there you go but I'm feeling good hopefully you look you're, good if you're listening to this and this is your first time joining us welcome I highly hey, recommend if you want. Uh, a great idea of what the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast is all about. Go back and listen to episode 523. It's arguably our best episode during the quarantine. We were on fucking fire from go. Yeah. Uh, I listened to it. From here, folks. Yeah, I listened to it twice. It was awesome. Awesome. So I suggest yeah, no, you I check did, it I out. did too, Matt. And you know how I hate going back and listening to shows? I watched it immediately after on Facebook and then listened again the next day. I, I hate listening to myself talk, uh, but God, that was a great show. And you would think in a three hour and 15 minute show, the hits would stop coming at a certain point. Oh no, because three hours in Matt did the unthinkable and sat right down on his scrotum. Oh, it hurt like, a Oh yeah. Fucker. The big ball bag itself. I can't believe you've never watched the office, Tony. Yeah. It took me forever to watch Arrested Development too. When that right, maybe yeah. you should jump on The Office, bro. It's like I think it's that un, it's that uncomfortable, cringeworthy c- comedy that you might really enjoy. Well, Matt, let me ask you this: You seem to be pretty new and on The Office yourself. Incorrect, sir. Okay, but you just going down. You went down an Office kind of rabbit hole. Yeah, uh, before they took The Office off Netflix, that I'm pretty sure I watched it at least six times through. Oh, wow. I think Pam and Jim is the greatest TV love story ever told. Agreed. They wound up together at the end of everything? At the no, end? We're no, not going to spoil it, but... Oh, it's I mean, a fucking 30-year-old show. Who gives 30 years? It's not 30 years old, you jack wagon. Yeah, it is. This was on when you were like five, wasn't no, it? No, it's five. No, that's yeah. Seinfeld. How old are you? I'm going to be 40 in November. Holy shit, you're old, fucking Jesus. Yeah, that's right. I'm not as old as Jesus, though. Close. Yeah, I'm getting there. Him. I'm getting Actually, there. Actually, Tony's Tony's closer than you. Tony was there when Jesus got baptized. This is a true statement. Well, you look good. Thanks. I try. You can work big on Dave, big old Dave Lagreca guy. Yeah, on my XL shirt that actually fits me quite well. Oh, really? Not the triple XL shirt he gave to me that I gave to somebody we, at the we show. All, we all know who who Dave's favorite is on the show. Come on, clearly, hundred percent me. Why? Why would? Why would I be the only one to get the correct size shirt? Come on! Because it's all he, it's all he had. He had oh. he had two XLs and a triple X, and we did the math. And oh. wait, so you took an XL? Yeah, I have it right here. Hold on. He don't even wear it. Look at this. This guy claims to be uh, Dave's favorite. He doesn't even wear the shirt. You know what? I'm okay with you being Dave's favorite. Why? You don't like Dave? No, I never said that. I'm just okay, okay. with it. I don't lose any sleep over it. Dave's a good guy. Very good guy. 
friend of the show, David yeah. Gardner. That's it. Ooh, gross. Gross. You made yeah, XL. Yes. Yeah. Much medium. So Kevin will never wear it. Yes. I'll wear it. I'll wear it underneath like a flannel or something. Kevin should have took the three XL. He could have put on some Jenkos, gone down to the mall with his chain wallet. I thought I did have the three XL for a while. No, I had it and I gave it to somebody there at the show. Oh, was God. the person uh, a three XL or? Yeah. Okay, good. I found a good home. Found there. a good home, but I was like, really, Dave? We got like a goodie bag. Kevin, what do you got there, buddy? Uh, I'm itching, boys. I'm what itching. is it? Open it. All right, I'm opening it. We're doing a live unboxing of a of a raffle that I won. Kevin won a raffle. I won a raffle, and it's figs, and it's probably a holy grail piece. And actually, there's two of them. Do you know what you won? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. So this isn't really a surprise. No, but it's an unboxing, and it's awesome. And All I right. think people will appreciate it. Especially knowing my markdom. Another fucking Brian Myers figure. Oh, yeah. Oh, but it's God. a little more than with, that. With fucking hand job action. <laughs> this is an Edgeheads figure signed by both, by all, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, and Edge. Oh, God. I thought you were going to say Swoggle. I was going to fucking laugh my nah. balls off. <laughs> so I got, I, play, I think I paid 10 bucks and won. That and there's another one in here too. Wait, so let me ask you, that's Edge with two with the Edge Heads' heads? Like what is in that box? Yes. Yeah, Matt gave me one initially, so now I can actually open that and have that on display. Uh Lucy. But yeah, this is it's it, it's it's Edge, but it comes with two heads that are Ryder and Hawkins. Why? What the you can interchange you? them. So you're gonna put Zack Ryder's head on Edge's body? They Matt, it was I mean Tony, it was when they were the edge heads and they all wore the same thing. Is that why they were the edge heads? Because their heads were interchangeable? I don't understand. Oh no, but they God. all wore the same pants. Like, if you take the jacket off edge and you just display it with the pants. You said they, jacket off. They literally all wore the same thing. So you won't be able to tell. All right. Oh boy. <sighs> Thanks, Nelly. You're the best. What else right, you got well, there, the other, one, the other one I think is just signed by. I think the other one is just signed by. I think it's another one, but I think it's just signed by uh, the edge heads. But. I also got, you know how guys, I'm, I'm trying to collect uh, Mattels for every guest that we've ever had on the show, if available. Otherwise, I'll supplement it with something else. Got myself a little John Morrison Survivor Series. All right. Right here, there with the, with the SmackDown Tag Team title. All right. And I got this one. It's actually pretty cool. I think it's going to be one of the most underrated figures of all time. Oh, underrated figures of all time. Matt, 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 you own it. It is the... Legends, Nikolai Volkov. Oh yeah, he's open. He's over there. He's got his jacket yeah. on. He's looking very svelte. So, trying to get Mattel's, if applicable, for every former guest we've had on the show. And this was just a freaking blessing. That Edge signed by Edge, bro. Come on, bro. Edge, bro. So when? And my dear good friends. Oh, his dear good friends. That's right. Let's see what else we got in here. Little uh, Hawkins and Ryder. Indie DVD. Wow, you might as well just throw that in the garbage. That's right. Give it to us for Christmas. No, don't give it to us for Christmas. It was one of the bonuses. I'd rather take that DVD than a Seamus DVD. I'll tell you that right now. What? Why do I want to watch fucking Seamus matches? They're boring. Seamus fucking rules, dude. Oh, does he? Is that why the DVDs were a fucking dollar? Who did Kurt Hawkins ever beat? Revival at WrestleMania, bro. Seamus beat John Cena, bro. For the right, I wasn't the one shitting on Seamus. Shitting on Seamus. 
Kev, where's your Seamus DVD? Where's your Snapchat, Don? Um, I think I still have it. See, Kevin's good. Kevin keeps all the gifts. Oh, Matt yeah. fucking uses them as coasters. I think I, I gave him it away. Of course you did. In a Put box in of wizardry? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> what? They, why? They, they, hit, they, they hit unsubscribe. They were like, <laughs> <laughs> leave a review. All right, thanks, guys. Shoddy Wizards is the greatest podcast ever, except for the shitty Seamus DVD that Shoddy Wizards Matt sent me. What am I going to do with the Seamus DVD? Set, like there's a, the sad thing is there's somebody out there who probably really enjoys that. I'm not that guy. You're right. Tony might be that guy. I should have given it back to you. Imagine there was like a Cars for Kids commercial, but for like Seamus DVDs. Where you just hear it every day and it just, you, you, you don't want to hear it at all, but it's just always there and someone's going to use it. Did you sit on your friends again? No. My body hurts. I'm getting your old. body hurts? Yeah, my whole body, my elbow really still been bothering me. You think it's like uh, leftovers, like residuals from the shot? Or you just no, no, it? my elbow, not my arm is fine. My oh. elbow's been bothering me for like a month. Yeah, my shoulder's been hurting me again. I pulled it again a couple of weeks ago. Fucking idiot I am. And uh, I actually uh, took the weekend off from doing the DDP, but a whole weekend? Really, uh, it helped a little bit, not much. It sucks getting old. It does. It really does. All right, fellas. Enough of the jibber jabber. Yeah, we did a, enough jibber jabber. That was some great jibber and some awesome jabber, if I do say so myself. Jibber jabber about jobbers. And Bob Seeger. Oh, Seeger Jabber. All right, what do you want to start with? <laughs> I think I think tonight, right? Uh-oh. I think we start with Impact Professional Wrestling. That's right. Alrighty. Now, I don't know what uh, if there's anything of note Tuesday night, Kevin. Uh, we don't even need to. But I think the big, big story was Saturday Night's Sacrifice. Oh, yeah. I don't want to call it. It's like a monthly special. Think of it as like a clash of the champions that Impact does. Some people kind of get lost in the shuffle, and they think it's a pay-per-view. It's not. It is an Impact Plus exclusive special show. I call it exclusive event, if you will. Oh, I like that. Exclusive event, Impact Plus. And actually, I was listening to, was it 83 Weeks today with Bischoff and Conrad, and they were talking about Victory Road, and somehow they mentioned that Impact does monthly pay-per-views, and I wanted to jump through the the iPod machine and be like, no, they don't do monthly pay-per-views. I mean, technically you have to pay for impact plus, but it's a monthly exclusive event. And I'll tell you this, Matt, Tony, if we had to pick this show, I probably would have gotten one, right? Maybe two. Really? Oh yeah. A lot of, a lot of curveballs here, boys. Now I, time did not, time was not on my side today. But I did watch the uh, three championship matches. I watched the uh, X Division match. I watched the tag championship match, and I watched the unification match. Well, the three the three title changes, if you will. Yes, because there's yes. also the knockouts tag team titles that did not change. Right. I had no so, interest in that. Yeah. So. Actually, God, talk about daylight savings time turning on me. Fire and flavor turned on me, man. I'm digging them. Don't necessarily give them a mic for like seven minute segment, but they're awesome. They retain the titles against Jazz and Jordan Grace, by the way. Don't that out there. Uh, how did Black Taurus become a part of the decay? He joined. No, it's because Sammy Guevara left. That's why. 
Well, yeah, that was the that's the shoot reason. Pew, pew. But wait, they were yeah. really gonna put Sammy Guevara in the decay? Yeah, I think so. Yep. Yeah. Why? I, I I don't know. Like, who really knows what the plan was? Because uh, you know, I'm not Meltzer. But listen, I love the addition of uh, Torus Hogan. Kevin, let me ask you a question. All right, fire. D'Lo Brown, Matt Stryker. Hate, hate him. Really? Hate him. Hate, him. hate not, not so much D'Lo. And I'll probably... God, I hope no one like is watching or listening. Who cares? Kevin, just say it. What the fuck, dude? Say it. No, I, I, I don't care for Matt Stryker's play-by-play. Okay. I just don't. Say it. You just did. There you go. And I, I, I don't think it's the first time I've said it, but I don't want to sound too mean when I, when I do say it. I don't think he's the worst. But it's the same thing I always go back to. He tries to sound, and if they're trying to present it more as a sport, then that's okay. But you can't present it as a sport when you got Mantar in the ring, you know, fighting with freaking, uh, you know, the the, the K. Like, it's like, I understand his passion for it, and I appreciate it, and I, to an extent, agree with him that wrestling should be treated more as a sport sometimes, but not all the time. And he just comes across sounding like he's so much smarter than you and he's like he's trying to educate you every single time which to an extent a play-by-play guy kind of has to do calling the moves but not diagnosing or explaining every little minutia of everything that that is happening and and it's just it's too like i never thought that i'd pine for the days of josh matthews again and and i've always been a josh matthews kind of guy but god josh matthews made it fun and him and matt God bless you. Uh, him and Madison Rain were, were just so perfect that anything less than that, they set a bar so high that I don't think we've seen since maybe God, maybe like I, I can't even say Tanae and and West. Maybe Matthews and Taz, but it, it just doesn't flow for me. It's just too technical. It's too uh, it's too it's just too much for me. He tried like he tries too hard, bro. Really, I enjoyed their commentary for the three matches I watched. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure some of it is great, and I'm sure a lot of it is great. And I, I mean, it's just not my cup of tea. It, I'd rather have Josh and Madison Rain kind of call the action, go back and forth, have like a little like sense of humor between them, and 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 call it. And and then Madison Rain gave great insight, and, and Delo's great. I, it's 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 striker. It's just not my preference. That is all. All right, fair enough. I thought they did a good job from the, and I don't watch Impact every week, so Kevin would be more uh, in tune with their commentary it's, style. It's draining how many times he has to specify and he has to say he's a real, you know, great spot on our sport, our sport, our sport. It's our sport, our sport. This is our sport. Oh, it's a great sport. Like we get it. We get how you feel about wrestling. Just stop shoving that line down our throat like it's your, it's like your tagline. Like we understand it. It's it, again. I'm sure other people find it great, and it's it's in, it's in, it's very intellectual. It's very intellectual, and that's part and that's kind of part of why I don't really like it. It's too intellectual. Nevia and Jessica Havoc continue their losing ways. Mm. It's a shame. I, I'm very. Uh, I'm I interested. don't want to see this team split. I Do you don't think they're going to. Team split. I know they are. What's the, uh, how I kind of feel, I don't know how I feel about the spot for Caleb with a K because he's wrestling women. 
this was the first time I think that he's been wrestling women, but you put him in a situation where he's the second to a woman odds are in wrestling, you're going to find yourself in a situation where you're going to wrestle a woman just because that's the program that you put yourself in or they put you in. So it, it was inevitable. And I don't know if this is the first time he had a match with, with a female uh, talent. I think it was, but it was, it was inevitable and it actually made sense to, to compile that with the ongoing dissension between uh, Nevaeh and Havoc. So it made sense for this to happen. And Tennille putting over her snarky, crazy gimmick. And, and it, it just it just kind of worked. So I had absolutely no issues whatsoever with, with Caleb. Is this the best role for him? Probably not. But it is what it is. It's a, he's, in, he's on TV every week. Fair enough, fair enough. Now, these are just the appetizers, because now we're going to get to a little bit of meat on the bone. Kevin's favorite faction, Violent by Design. Oh, yeah. Uh, Cody Diener, or just Diener now, and uh, Joe Doring took on the Beer Guns. Mm. Uh, and Eric Young was obviously there with Violent by Design. Jake Something was there with the Beer Guns. I think the real story is post-match. Oh, My boy. understanding is we have a new member of Violent by Design. If... if uh. Unless he's like Bret Hart in the NWO, or he's just a you know an associate, looks like the Man Beast. Rhino is your newest and fourth member to Violent by Design. So that kind of that kind of came out of nowhere, a little left field ski. Now let me ask you a question because my brain right. was working when I saw this. Rhino never cashed in his his title shot, right? I I think he did. I think he did, Matt. Okay. I don't know for sure off the top of my head. You're asking a guy with the memory of a goldfish, but I think he did, or it was taken away from him, or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. So I don't know for sure, but I mean, he doesn't walk around with it like a Money in the Bank briefcase every week. So something happened. All right, all right. Because I was thinking like maybe like Eric Young got him in the group, and then he's gonna like forfeit his yeah. shot to Eric. Yeah, but they're not in the title picture. There's so much other stuff going on right now that maybe down the road you can kind of get there, but right now they're not even in the they're not even remotely close to the title picture. Any yeah, title fair picture. enough. Uh Kevin, what's a, a a hold harmless match? It is basically a legalese way of saying anything goes. Uh-huh. It's like I I could hold if you do this to me, I can't hold you accountable for it. So it's hold harmless, which Brian Myers initially thought it was just a submission match, which was clearly not the case. Tony, is, right? Is that what, that's what hold harmless means, right? Yeah, pretty much. That's right. It I mean. was your uh, all your boys were in this, right? Matt Cardona was the referee here. The referee, the rough rattery. How do you do in the referee department? No, he wasn't the referee. Oh, no. that was on uh, last week, right? Yeah, he just did a run and ski because Hernandez came in to. I put this out on the Twitterverse, and a lot of people are going to give me shit because. It's biased, and it probably was a little premature after the great match we got on NXT between Adam Cole and Finn Balor. But I, I, I put out, like, this was probably, could have been a match of the year candidate. Probably a little aggressive. Probably a little, uh, you know, in the moment. Like, holy shit, this match was great. It could be match of the year, but I'm telling you right now, like, I'll tell you to go back and watch that Adam Cole-Finn Balor match. Go back and watch this Brian Myers-Eddie Edwards match, man. It was... It's everything that Brian always wanted to be in terms of like an ECW guy, or at least as close as he could have gotten to it. Maybe Sands an independent show, but 
Uh, the match was absolutely fantastic. Brian Meyer, and they played a big vignette beforehand or a, a video package. They're re- listen, they're, they're working with Brian, man. And he's, he's a top, he's a top character in that show. And I couldn't be happier for him and Eddie Edwards too. Listen, I can't, Here's the thing that makes me mad. How do you guys feel about the Capri's trunks? Like, you know, like the trunks that are kind of like trunks, but they only go up to your, like your, I think like uh, Kofi Kingston wears them. Eddie Edwards wears them. I think uh, Swerve Scott wears them. They're like, like joggers, but like, they're like up to like your thigh or like your shin. You guys know, you guys haven't seen these, have you? No, I just don't care. Okay. I've seen them. I just have no... Uh, you have no thought. You don't dislike them? You don't nah, have a... I'm not... I don't care. All right. I'll just move on then. Tony? What? Pants? No. They're like the Capris. Oh, like like Mark... Doesn't Mark Quinn wear them or one of those guys? Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, Isaiah Cassidy does, but he's been kind of doing that for a while. Yeah, but yeah, like those. I like them better than the pleather shit that people still wear. What, like the Tajiri pants? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. that shit should have stayed in the nineties and the two thousands. And God, everyone wore those in the early two thousands. Yeah. It was like fucking tank tops and fucking pleather pants. What everybody wore, and, and then when the Hardys became famous, right. everybody that- wore like the, the Jenkos and the fishnet armbands, and everybody oh, yeah. was doing this shit. And the hot topic wardrobe of the, of of the early two thousands. Dude, I wore that. I wore that to school. All right, what? You are a wrestler in the early 2000s. What new metal band are you coming out to? Oh, God. What's what's new metal? Like Limp Bizkit, like a... Disturbed, Linkin yeah, Park. Yeah, I'm already going Disturbed. I, I, I'm going down with the sickness. That's what I'm I doing. found in, in my math class. I found a Limp Bizkit album on the, on the windowsill in my math class. I never would have listened to Limp Bizkit if I didn't find that, that CD. It was Hot Dogs or something like that. Do they have an album called Hot yeah, Dog? Yeah, Chocolate Covered Starfish and the Hot Dog, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. But I, I, I will tell you this, though. Probably Linkin Park. All right. Probably Linkin Park, because I was a big Linkin Park fan when that first CD came out. It's a great album. I remember going, oh, God, this is such a lame story. But, like, I was, like, kind of friendly with, like, the, the most popular dude in school, high school quarterback, fucking the best dude ever, Fred DeFinis, great guy. And our first like real foray, like when I realized I was friends with the, like the coolest dude ever, was when he was like, "Let's go watch the, the West Orange baseball team play Seton Hall Prep somewhere." And we got in the car and we just literally blasted that Limp Biscuit album all the way up to that baseball game up in like freaking past the Delaware Water Gap exits in Morris. Oh God, such a lame story, but it was like the pinnacle of high school Kevin's life. Limp Biscuit or Lincoln Park? Lincoln Park. Did you touch his dick? No. Ah, damn. No, did not do that. Uh, I think I would have came moment. in. What? Mark out moment, baby. Oh no, you're fine. I mean, if you, I wouldn't have hated you. You know, I wouldn't be mad if you touched his dick. I would not touch a dick. Don't right, be so afraid, enough. dude. Touch a dick. You touch a dick. <laughs> if one presents itself, I will. You and freaking Louie. We have Kevin. Just keep this in mind. We haven't been there in a year. There might be dicks on every one of those seats in that studio right now. That's true. He might just run. He might before he comes before he turns on the camera. He probably runs through and he smacks them all like he's high fiving people. Yeah, he gets himself pumped up. Good game, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game, good game. Fucking eye of the tiger plays. He's fucking getting 
Yeah, let's go podcast time. Uh, eye of the t- eye of the tiger. <laughs> so, so wait, so to Matt, you got your first, you got your first vaccine, correct? Yes. I'm fully vaccination. T donk. When are we? Can we bring? Can we? When are we gonna run this back, baby? In studio. Uh, Thursday. That's right. Beautiful. Good to know. That's when Tony's getting his. Getting mine Thursday. First or second? First. All right, so we're about a I'm month old. away. We're about a month away. I like how the fucking young guys get it before the old man. You know, whatever. I'm an essential worker, T Donk. And I, I know people, so. Well, I, I don't know. I, 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 you I don't, don't say know that. People, I guess. Uh, I know like, say, like, say, like, you have an underlying condition. Like, I have pizza itis. No, I just like know that. people. I get the hookup. I don't know what to tell you. Ain't no shame in my game. I didn't ask for it, it was offered to me. I wasn't going to say no. Good point. And my mother-in-law already got it, so that's the only person I care about, besides my wife. What about Nelly? He beat the shit out of Nelly five minutes ago. Oh, whoa, I've never laid hands on Nelly. Wait, how did, how did you get the shot before Nelly? Nelly's a cat. Cats don't get the shot. Oh, all right. That's Nelly's not, good. All fair. the cats are good. Can cats get COVID? I don't think so. Mm, I don't look. I'm not going to lie to you. The only thing that's been on my plate is fucking professional wrestling. So I don't, this fucking can could get COVID and I wouldn't fucking know about it unless it was on the Alexa downstairs while I was making dinner. Your boy did the J-O-B on the PPV though. Or the special right, well, listen, he was due. The guy has been freaking undefeated for God knows how long. Right, Tony? Yes. Tony's falling asleep over there. Don't worry, Tony. We'll get to you in a minute. We'll get to uh, your MLW talk, Tony. All right, we'll get there. Oh, we will we, get there because I watched MLW too. We got a lot. That's of the talk. one thing I did not watch this week. We got new X Division champion. Yeah, did not see this one coming, but a tremendous match, and I believe this followed. I believe this followed Myers and Eddie Edwards. No, there was a women's tag title match. Okay, all right. So, all right, it was enough. It was close enough for when I made that match of the year post, which was liked by both Eddie Edwards and Brian Myers. Name drop. Um, uh, this match was almost as good, if not better, than that. So, uh, t- again, didn't see it coming. But Ace Austin, the, the kind of the story kind of has been him. He won the, you know, the the trophy, and did all that that cool stuff. And he's got Big Madman Fulton with him. Uh, just just a great story, great match, and you know, a well deserving new champ. Yeah, and I don't think this is the last time we see the two of them face off. Now, see, that's the other thing that Impact has been really great about doing is continuation of stories, even after what you think is the pinnacle of the story or the zenith, if you will. Uh, it it can keep going and it can create new and uh, new, new dynamics to every story and every match. And I, I I agree with you, Matt. I don't think this is the last we've seen of these two. But I I look forward to Ace Austin as a champ. Does this mean that we have to have uh, Ross back on if we ever get Ace Austin on again? Sasha Fresh. No, I will refuse to email Ross anymore because he doesn't respond. So, Good. Probably hates you. That's why. It's fine. I don't care. I really don't care. <laughs> no, I don't care. I got, other, I got other contacts. I know people. That's, That's right. Good. Um, See, Tony, Tony, this is, this is the porridge. These are Matt's spoons. A lot of spoons. Just, just mixing away. Right I'm running. Porridge. I'm actually running out of room for spoons in the porridge. Running out of rooms for you know spoons you need. porridge. A bigger pot. You need a bigger, bo- need a bigger bowl of porridge. Or smaller spoons. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Kevin, question. Deanna right. Perazu, successful against ODB. Who, mm. who is our number one? Who's the, the, the number one contender here in the women's division? Ooh, great question. 
I would probably say they will circle back. Oh, Dan, that's a damn good question, man. Because they got a huge 12-woman tag match happening this Tuesday night. in it yet. They announced it. Oh, they did on, on social media? I know Scott DeMore said check our social media. It's Deanna Parazu, Fire and Flava, Kimberly, Susan, and Tennille against Jordan Grace, Jazz, ODB, Havoc, Nevia, and Alicia. Oh, well, so Tennille is facing Alicia. Oh, that's part of the 12-man, um, a 12-woman. If, if if they split up Havoc and Nevea, maybe one of them, or if you go the internal dysfunction route, which, you know, is an easy storyline, maybe Kimberly or or Susan. But I, I don't know who I'm not they split maybe if they split Jazz and Jordan Grace, Jordan where, Grace. Where where is Rosemary? She's with Decay. She's like kinda like she managed uh Crazy Steve and uh Torus Torus. in the match. Why ain't she wrestling? Yeah, I'm sure she will again, but I feel like they want to solidify Decay, I guess, again, as a group. Or maybe it, they felt – she also – she spewed the mist right in the eyes of uh, of one of the uh, Reno scum guys. So she's still involved, but she was just uh, on the outskirts looking insky. Tony, what you were going to say something. 12-woman tag match? Yes. Oh, yeah. It's what it's a, it's a TV show, Tony. It's a, it's an episode of a, it's an episode it's a weekly episodic television show. You can do a twelve person tag match once in a while. It's not AEW. Is this non pay per view that you didn't pay for over yet? Like, no, we got new tag champions, Tony. Finn Ooh. Juice, Finn Juice beat the Good Brothers. I heard about this. Good, fuck the Good Brothers. Right. They can do more jack off jokes on AEW. Well, Tell me about Finn Juice. How was the match? Tony, good news. They do the jack-off jokes uh, during their entrance, too. So, Keep going. Go I, ahead. How was the I match? Like, what do you mean, Tony? You're excited. You express your interest. How was the match? I like the match very it's much. Good Brothers and Finn Juice. How could you freaking go wrong? <laughs> you know? Something can always go wrong, Kevin. That's why I want to know how the match was. Like I said, this is one of the matches I would have not picked correctly. I would have not saw Finn Juice win this. And now this is a whole thing that the story is greater than the match. Like now what what does Finn Finn Juice do? Like the impact tag team champions were a part of AEW. Does the Forbidden Door open more? Do does Finn Juice show up on AEW? Or is just now it's just a non non issue where the impact tag team champions are just on impact and the good brothers still do their thing on 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 AEW or do guys there's so so many intangibles so many questions uh going from this and i honestly didn't see this coming but god the match was fantastic absolutely fantastic it was a great match i thought david finley looked like a million bucks he played the baby face in peril perfectly um juice i think they, they both did Pretty much. Oh, what is that? My ears are ringing hard. Sorry. That was probably, um, probably me. I, I no, no, like not, the pee. not like like outside of the world. My ears are ringing. The oh. tinnitus. Ooh. Um, but yeah, th- this opens a lot of questions. Uh, as Kevin said, both of them are in Japan right now for the New Japan Cup. So who knows when they're going to be back in the states? But they are the Impact Tag Team Champions. Dude, show up in. Uh, are those those? So those aren't taped yet, right? The their, their appearances? Which ones? Finjuice? I don't know how far the tapings are 
Um, so you have them showing so this, up on New so Japan sacri- with the Sacrifice was taped. They didn't show Sac- up for the new guys, Sacrifice. Guys, one at a time. Come on. Come on. I'm sorry. There's a delay, Tony. What do you want? It happens. Well, you guys did it three times. Relax. One person at a time. Sacrifice has already was taped before this. Before, you know. Oh, I didn't know that. So they've been, because they've been in Japan for the last week, Finley and Juice. Ah, all right. So I don't know how far Impact has taped. It's always confusing to me because it always seems like it's taped and then there's always, it always seems like something is like new. It's very weird the way they do their shows. Well, I think, uh, I think they're very protective of spoilers getting out. Which is very impressive. Well, there's no fans. Yeah. And if you tell... yeah, but With everything else, there's always like some sort of leak, and it's very impressive that there's there hasn't been a leak for anything well, that they've done. There hasn't been a leak for Impact. There hasn't been a leak for the New Japan Strong tapings. Or even AEW, actually, now that I think about it. Uh, I think, yeah, there's been leaks for AEW. If you dig deep enough, you can find them. Like, I knew Nyla Rose won the American side of the tournament before it was even over. Oh. Because they have fans there. Oh, because they have fans. All right, that's different, yeah. I'd say, of all the wrestling I watched this week, if you're going to watch a match, I fucking love this Moose-Rich Swan match, and I was very surprised with the outcome here. Same. Same. And I agree with you 100%. Like, you could pick like probably four or five matches from this show that if you really wanted to sit down and watch and this match wasn't for a main event, this match wasn't very long. So that's cool too. And it, it showcased everything that makes Moose an incredible, incredible athlete. And both of them are incredible athletes, but Moose really, I think shined in this match. And I was very surprised with, with the outcome, and if you haven't seen it, uh, it's you know it was Saturday. So Rich Swan defeated Moose. The only thing that kind of bothered me is that they hyped it up, and I know that was part of the story, but it's like they made history, unification of the Impact and the TNA Championship, just because Scott Demore made the TNA World Championship an official championship again two weeks ago. It, it, it's not. I, mean, I know I'm nitpicking, but I mean, I love the show so much that if I don't find something to nitpick, everyone's just gonna think that I'm a freaking, you know, corporate Kevin again. I just didn't think that it, the hype was worth it. The match was fantastic, and Rich Swan going. I think I, I just. I guess maybe they think that Rich Swan versus Kenny Omega will give you more of an AEW Impact vibe than Moose Kenny Omega. Like we're gonna get like the the lot of action, the 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 high spots, the you know the. the everything that you you would expect maybe out of an impact main event. I just I'd rather see Moose in it to be honest with you. But the match was fantastic. Uh yeah, they announced Tuesday night the winner of this unification match would wrestle Kenny Omega at Rebellion in April for the title. So this belt collector thing is going to become a gimmick. Um wait, what? Yeah, I, this, I know there so you who do you think is going to win the match? Between... I think Kenny Omega is going to take the titles. So you think Kenny Omega is going to have the AEW championship, the TNA air quote championship, and the Impact championship, and the AAA championship. Yes. Oh, I forgot he has that. He doesn't. He doesn't show up with that on AEW a lot, though, does he? No. No. But he has it. He's the AAA champion. That's true. Anyway, I thought he defended that once against Phoenix. Yes, I think he did. Dynamite think he did. a while ago, though. But yeah, it made it. It made an appearance. 
sacrifice greed a great a. a solid a the main event was awesome yeah solid a awesome there's a spot where moose does a, a backflip oh sorry kev no no it's fine i'm sorry it's yeah the 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 fall away slam uh, moonsault and then he does the backflip into the cutter from from rich swan which actually looked like when you see right it like it could look two stage that looked perfect because he jumped realized swan wasn't there adjusted and then swan just boom nailed the cutter it, it was perfect absolutely perfect and so. it wasn't like swan had a decisive victory he pulled it out so it wasn't yeah, like exactly it was dominant so maybe there's more story to this maybe moose inserts himself into this uh this three this this match at rebellion who knows we got another month uh to to play out this story um so I guess this is all taped because Tuesday night Finn Juice is going to be in action against Triple XL. Oh, love Triple XL. Uh, Sammy Callahan, Trey Miguel is going to be a match, and then Rohit Raju is taking on Shira. Okay. Yeah. Sometimes brothers fight. And I think that is not literal brothers. Actual, just you know, friends. Brothers got a hug. Well, they will. We got Tracy Williams joining us uh, in a couple minutes here. Uh, we are on the road to the Ring of Honor 19th anniversary show. Uh, Kevin watched the recent episode of Ring of Honor. Tony's a bit caught up. He missed the latest episode, but he kind of has his finger on the pulse of things. Kevin, what would you think of – there you go. Pulse it up, baby. What would you think of the most recent episode of Ring of Honor TV? All right, so it's tough for me because I really have no clue what's going on, and I have no problem admitting that. Transparency is the key of all podcasts. Be honest when you're when you don't really know. All right, so we started off with, um, uh, uh, Kenny King, and all right, so Kenny King. Let's start with that, even though there was a match before that. So Kenny King is in this Ingra Nobles stable. Yes. And so they beat the shit out of Deppin, and then Brody King came back. Yes. So is Brody King with Deppin, or does he just have beef with the Ingram Nobles? Brody King has beef with LFI. That's Bastia and... Dragon Lee and that piece of shit Roosh and Kenny King. All right. So, I mean, that was cool. It was cool to see Brody. Yeah, I mean, I haven't watched Ring of Honor uh, a lot, so just seeing him on there was awesome. You say Brody Lee or Brody King? What? Did you say Brody Lee or Brody King? Did I say Brody Lee? I don't know. I'm asking you. I don't know what I said. All right. I meant Brody King, so I have no clue what I said, but I meant Brody King. Um, so that was dope. And Matt, what was what was the first match on the show? Because oh, Fred, uh, Fred Yehi and uh, Dak Draper. Yeah, I love that match, man. I, I listen. I love Dak, dude. I popped. I don't know if this is his thing or if they just did this for the first time, but when he takes off the shirt. And he has another shirt underneath and then throws that too. Dude, that was like such a great I like I literally like laughed out loud and popped huge for uh for Dak Draper. And his promo before that match oh see now I'm getting now I'm getting hyped. His promo before that match saying that he eats success for dessert, for lunch, for dinner, for breakfast. Man, Dak Draper is Dak Draper's something special, man. It's, and I guess Fred Yehi or oh god, Yehi. Yehi is on some sort of weird losing streak and he needed to win, and he still lost, and then he disrespected the code of honor at the end. I don't think he disrespected the code of honor. I don't. Or, I th- or did did Dak try to give him something? Dak tried to give him a particip- participation award. Ah, that's right. 
and I don't think Mr. Yeehaw liked that very much. Have you ever heard a name that you know that you're pronouncing wrong, but still pronounce it the same way you've always pronounced it? Uh, how long have you been? Like doing you know this? it's not right. How long have you done this podcast with me? <laughs> like Tony, like I know it's I know it's Yehi or Yehi. I still call him like Yehi. Like Yehi to me is what I always thought it was. And I refuse to to let that go. Well, Kevin, I had the advantage of being uh, privileged enough to call one of Fred Yehi's matches early on in his career as part of Tier One Wrestling. So, oh, a little bit of an advantage when it comes to pronunciation of Fred Yehi's name. So, all right, all right. So I had to throw it out there. No, so I mean, you don't have to name that freaking graveyard of a promotion. You can just say when you did commentary. I like to put a name with a face. You know, all right. that's a professional right there. A name with a face. There you go. Always commentary too something i want to ask hot sauce when we get them on the line because they taught they announced it during the show but i haven't seen it yet mm. hot sauce is already challenging dragon lee for the tv title it's already on the website but they also mm. announced that hot sauce and and Rhett are going after the tag titles Ooh. which are held by kenny king and dragon lee yes the foundation right is that what they're called? Uh, Tracy Williams is in the foundation, yes. Yeah. All right. With our main man, Rhett Titus, and our main man, Jay Lethal, and our main man, Jonathan Gresham, right? Correct. How did you like that uh, Jay Lethal promo at the beginning of the show? The one where he was like after the ma- after the match or the beginning of the show? Yes, where he was ranting like a madman, like a like almost like, like we Ric need, Flair. Like we need this. Like I need this. Oh, it was great. I thought he was almost going to go into Ric Flair or, or – Black machismo for a second, but that's just his voice. That's just how his voice is that close to those actual impressions. He was ranting like a madman. Uh, your boy Flip is a bitch. I put it out there on Twitter. He needs to stop. I being, saw that. He needs to stop being a whiny bitch. You're cross. You're you're dangerously close from crossing the kayfabe line to to almost acting like you're shooting. That's Kevin. Don't ruin the gimmick, man. All right. <laughs> Please he's, tell me you called him Scuba Steve. I didn't. He's not. He doesn't wear Scuba Steve. Look, man, you got kicked out of the pure division because you were cheating and you wouldn't respect the code of honor. Now you're bitching and moaning that you still haven't got your title shot. Put the W's up and stop your pissing and moaning. And don't be taking that money from EC3 because it came back to bite you in the ass this week on ROH TV. So EC3 is... Uh, Flip is EC3's mercenary now. Is that the deal? Well, Flip is just a mercenary, so he's going to take who's ever going to give him the, the cashola. Oh, so that's okay. I wasn't sure the job description of a mercenary. I wasn't sure if you were contracted or you could just freelance as a mercenary. Yeah, I think you could you just take whatever's, you know. If Tony right. wants to put a hit on me, he gives the money to Flippy Doo, and then Flippy Doo does a backflip. Ah, big fan of Flippy Doo. Well, Flippy Doo's got a mean streak in him all of a sudden. He lost to Flamita because. Mark Briscoe got it. He got him back. Payback's a bitch. And then he took fucking Flamita's mask off. Hey, Flamita deserved it. Flamita didn't deserve. You don't take a man's mask. Yeah, hey, you do. If you mean it, you do. If you're a mercenary, you do. If you're flippy do, you flippy do. Well, you flippy do needs to flippy don't. No, 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 no. He needs to simmer down or fucking pull his pants up and get some W's and earn his shot at the championship. Not cry about it during his promos. No, sometimes you listen. There's an injustice. Clearly, it's not an injustice. He cheated. He got kicked out of the division. Just get the W's, bro. Stop your whining. 
So wait, you can get kicked out of the pure division? You can get kicked out of any division. Has that always been a Ring of Honor thing? No, this they their their whole they got a whole new ranking system that they just implemented uh when they brought when they came back from the uh from when they did the restart. Mm. So, so you there's can get kicked out of a division. You can. If so if I'm if I'm fighting for the television championship, right, and I try to cheat to win, I can get kicked out of the television championship. It depends on the severity of your actions, mm. right? Well, he was fucker, that fucker Dragon Lee won the tag belts with a fucking closed fist in a pure match, didn't he? That fucker. Right. Well, you get one closed fist shot. That was number two. Well, if the ref <laughs> ref didn't see it, it didn't happen, did it? But he cheated. They should throw him out of the whole fucking def- Look, you're in the pure division. Wait, you have quotas? to abide by the pure rules, and that means you have to adhere to the code of honor. And post-match, a flip losing, he did not adhere to the code of honor. So they said, you are not worthy of being in this division. Get out of here. All right. So there's. So it's kind of like in the NBA. You, you only get so many fouls before you're tossed out of the game. Yeah. All right, so there's a all right, so there's a, a there's a limit. So you can only get a certain amount of closed fists or yeah, just, right. just like the pure rules match that we watched. Um, you get a certain amount of rope breaks. You only get one if you use a closed fist. That's there's right. a warning. And if you have any questions about these rules, I think tonight's guest he'll be more than happy to answer them. Joining us now, Tony's going to pipe him in. Hello. Mr. Hot Sauce, how are you? Hey, 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 hey. I'm doing great. How are you? Let me get my uh, Zoom correct here. There you go. There we go. There he is. Now, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How's everybody doing? Wow, full house. Yes, (laughs) yes. Well, uh, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams joins us tonight in the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast, the road to Ring of Honor's 19th anniversary show. Uh, Are you in the bubble currently? Mm-hmm. That's this lovely surroundings you're seeing around me. I'm currently in the bubble. I'm bubbled up. What are you uh, doing to pass the time in the bubble? Um, geez. I mean, I don't know. You know, working out. You know, uh, watching tape, watching wrestling, which I think it's always good when when you feel like watching wrestling before you wrestle, because then it I don't know, means you're you're thinking about it. It's active on your mind. You're gonna. You know, you're in the right headspace if you actually want to watch wrestling when you're in a bubble surrounded by it. So uh, doing a lot of that, mentally preparing. I mean, I I like this way of doing things. I I like having this time before an event to sit and prepare because usually you just like you show up to the venue right away and then you just have to, you know, throw your stuff on, get ready and go. Um, I think it's really beneficial to have all this time. Can you answer me? Uh, why all of a sudden, maybe not all of a sudden, but the hashtag ROH bubble is become a thing. Is that something that you guys as a roster kind of collectively said, Hey, we want to make this a, a hashtag or, or is that just something that someone did and you're just using it because that's your current situation or what? Yeah. I think it's what happens when people get bored and have nothing better to do aside from turn to social media and just, uh, I don't know, turn the camera on themselves and, and talk about what they're dealing with and what they're looking at uh yeah i I don't know i think it's just natural you got all these people who are uh egotistical maniacs who are obsessed (laughs) with themselves and so they're gonna naturally come up with some way of uh you know bringing all that information together in one place through a hashtag (laughs) 
uh, we've talked to a bunch of people who have been in the bubble uh, over the last couple months. Do you have any idea who is uh, in the vicinity of you just by maybe like what room service is outside the room? Like we talked to Dak uh, a couple months ago and he was like, well, there was like an empty case of beer. So I'm assuming Beer City Bruiser was next to me. That's funny. Yeah. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Dak because what I was thinking of when you said that was I, I'm always aware of where he is because I mooch off of him and use his <laughs> kettlebells every single time we do these things. So I always, cause he has the luxury of uh, traveling by car and getting here. And so I know he's always got workout stuff on him. So uh, I definitely, I always hit him up and I'm like, Hey, it's me, the, your local kettlebell moocher. You got any more of them kettlebells? And luckily this time he's right across the hall. So he could, you know, damn near toss the thing to me. So. Nice. <laughs> Did he bring his guitar? Mm, I haven't heard it, uh, thankfully, you know, so I don't know if he's got it, but uh, so far I've been lucky enough not to hear it. So, Tracy, you've been in Ring of Honor since 2018. Um, you float around in lifeblood, and then the pandemic happened, and everybody kind of separated. Coming back, um, the pure title tournament, you really got a chance to shine. You made it all the way to the finals where you faced Jonathan Gresham. Uh, unfortunately, you came out on the losing end, but I think it was a win for you because then you became associated with the foundation. And it, and if the listeners mm-hmm. out there aren't watching Ring of Honor, uh, they're arguably the leading force right now in Ring of Honor. Uh, they're trying to right the wrongs. We were just talking about the Jay Lethal promo that was on Ring of Honor TV last night where he almost – slipped into like a Ric Flair where he started screaming like a crazy person about making everything pure again, which was fantastic. But what has it meant to you to be put into this group with, with such amazing athletes? Oh yeah. I mean, it means a lot for a lot of reasons. And yeah, watching that promo got me fired up because the stuff he's talking about is like exactly the stuff I've been thinking my whole time here. And so now to get a chance to try to really make it happen and see those changes that I wanted to see, it means a lot. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I see it's easy for him to get passionate about it and start yelling all crazy. And it's easy for me to do the same. Uh, it, it makes the job easier when you really believe what you're saying. And all of us really believe what we're saying, which is that, you know, we, we came to ring of honor as this like Mecca for professional wrestling. where like what happened in the ring is what mattered. And that there was this code of honor. It was the place where like, you know, the best wrestlers came to duke it out. And we all saw that change over some time and it became the same kind of circus show that you see everywhere else in professional wrestling. And so the goal is to set the course straight and uh, bring it back to part in the pond, but bring it back to the foundation that the company was built on, which was, you know, pure professional wrestling. So um, yeah, it means a lot because it's the kind of thing that I came into the company wanting to see. And it's been my goal the whole time, but like you said, it was, you know, took a while to find a way to, to get laser focused on it and to get the right path, which like you said, was the pure tournament. I consider it a win as well, even though I didn't win in the finals, it, it led to me doing what I feel I was, you know, supposed to be doing in this company now. In, in a landscape where you can probably, maybe this last year excluded, you can get professional wrestling pretty much anywhere. What do you think makes Ring of Honor, for lack of a better word, at least I always felt this way, the foundation of professional wrestling? It's always been the go-to. It's always been the structure where you know that Ring of Honor is going to be there. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, how do you feel that Ring of Honor has survived for 19 years um, when there are so many other options around? I mean, I think it's like you said, it's the foundation that it was built on was, was pro wrestling. And it's, um, 
it's like where it's where you go when you want to see the sport of professional wrestling i think which is every like company is going to have its own thing which is great you know but i'm, I'm not saying that every company should be like what ring of honor is i think every everywhere is different and that's great but i think what set ring of honor apart was that it was like the proving ground kind of for like you know the wrestlers wrestlers and then those people would you know oftentimes go on to do other things um, and change their characters up and, and explore different parts of wrestling and different styles of wrestling, different styles of promos and all that. Um, but Ring of Honor was a lot of the time where they really like cut their teeth and like were, you know, put to the test as far as getting it done in the ring goes. And I think that's what always made Ring of Honor so special is because you knew that's what you were seeing was like the very best in their sort of formative stages. Um, and you could trust Ring of Honor to give that to you. So we're just trying to build that trust back and, and, and bring it back to that and bring it back to what it was. And, and you have the guys that have kind of been there for a long time that, that decide to make this their home, like Jay Lethal, like Kenny mm -hmm. King. Uh, so that there's definitely something to be said for that as well. The Briscoes. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's, it's very telling that guys like that have, you know, lasted the test of time and are, and are still putting out some of the best wrestling that you can find anywhere. Yeah. Uh, the timeline for Ring of Honor, twenty. What year is it? What are we in? Twenty twenty. Uh, you guys One. got off to a, a super hot start, and then of course the pandemic happened, mm -hmm. uh, and then we did the rebrand and the restart. And I've said it since that happened. Ring of Honor TV is the, easily the best hour. It's the best watch. Um, just the way that it is presented to you, where you get to meet every wrestler uh, and they kind of tell their story before a match, uh, is an. It's just you kind of watch it and you say, why can't other wrestling shows do this? Every match has a purpose. Everyone has a story. Um, have you been surprised with, with how well the restart has gone? Um, yeah, I guess you could say I've been surprised at the same time. It makes sense because everybody was kind of forced to adjust in some way. And, and I thought it was really interesting to see the different ways that different companies and different television shows did adapt and I like that everybody took different paths and, and everything looks different, you know, like um, I don't think you tune into any two wrestling shows and they look the same or feel the same nowadays, which is good. Um, but yeah, for my personal tastes, I mean, I think what Ring of Honor is doing is really amazing as well. I think the format is like, it's so simple in a way that's that makes it like palatable. Like, it, you know, it's like you can understand it. It's everything's very direct and to the point. And um, yeah, I, I, I think it's like a weird blessing in disguise behind all the horribleness of this pandemic that, I don't know, it forced Ring of Honor to restart and to sort of reevaluate. And thankfully, I think they've focused in on what it is that sets them apart, which in my opinion is pure professional wrestling. And so it's very cool to see that being the focus of a wrestling television show, because that's been kind of unheard of for a long time. Oh, absolutely. And I think I can speak for all Ring of Honor fans and wrestling fans. We missed out on the 18th anniversary show last year because of this pandemic. But the 19th anniversary show, March 26th, pay-per-view and Honor Club. I know it's already been announced that you are wrestling Dragon Lee for the TV title. Now, mm -hmm. they announced on TV that you and Rhett are also going after the tag titles. Is that – are you pulling double duty? That's right. Uh, and one night, yeah, two title matches, uh, two big title matches, which is, it's a lot on the plate, but at the same time, it's, it's what I asked for. And, you know, you, I don't think I've bit off more than I can chew. I think this is, this is exactly what, you know, I want to be doing. And I, it's interesting today, I was just looking back and thinking about that um, event that we missed a year ago, the 18th anniversary and going into that, 
event, I didn't even know what my match was. I didn't even know if I had a match on the card. You know, I, I knew I, I must've had something because I was traveling to Vegas to do it, but I didn't even know who I was wrestling. Um, and now a year later, you know, it's been such a year that now I've got two title matches on this pay-per-view. I could walk out of this pay-per-view with two ring of honor championships. Um, so yeah, it's, it's huge to me. And even though double duty sounds pretty tough, I think it's a really interesting challenge to have in front of you. And it's honestly, I mean, it's a chance to make history, you know, it sounds extreme. It sounds kind of corny, but like, I, I don't think that anybody has won two separate titles in two separate matches, um, on any ring of honor show ever. I know people have, you know, united titles, Jonathan Gresham defended two titles in one night, but I don't think anybody's taken two championships in one night. So I would love to be the first person to do that. Uh, I think I can speak for, I don't know about Kevin and Tony, but I would love it also. Cause I can't stand, uh, F I L F I. Uh, I can't stand any of them. Roosh, Kenny King's a big mouth. Dragon Lee talks way too much shit. So I, this like collision course since the end of final battle, I'm super excited about it. Uh, we had Brody King on right after final battle and he kind of sees things a little differently, uh, in terms of like the pure aspect. Cause he, mm-hmm. you know, he came from that. He comes from that school of brawlers too. He said, he, you know, he feels like the foundation has their own agenda. And he feels like, and I am paraphrasing because I don't have the quote in front of me, but that you guys are looking over, you know, the homicides, the Steve Carinos, the CM Punks, the Ravens, uh, and that maybe Ring of Honor wasn't essentially built on the pure rules and the pure mm-hmm. matches. Yeah, I mean, that, I mean, no disrespect to any of the names you just listed, you know, but I think it's one of those things where we may agree on a lot of things, but we have a very different approach to it. And I I think we have a a different understanding of what it is that made ring of honor great, you know, and it's, it's not a style of wrestling, but it's the sanctity of wrestling. It's the, like, you know, that's what we mean by the purity. I'm not saying you have to only do technical wrestling and only do, you know, these holds and these takedowns. No, you can do, I, I love the variety of styles of professional wrestling, but what we don't want to see, what the foundation doesn't want to see is wrestling, you know, disrespected and, and made to look foolish and to be foolish and for, you know, this sport to be taken away and, and to be made into a circus where people are winning and retaining titles, not through wrestling, but through like family members running in the ring and hitting people with chairs behind other people's backs. So that's not what people, in my opinion, that's not what people come to Ring of Honor to see. So you know, no disrespect to any of the names that Brody listed, but uh, I think that that's what made Ring of Honor great was that it was where wrestling mattered. So, yeah, a lot of shenanigans with this uh, this LFI. I'm not a big mm-hmm. fan. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, I can't stand <laughs> Roosh, and then he brings his crusty old father in. Son of a bitch. I mean, they're all they're all great wrestlers. Is the thing they've all got talent. They're all like amazing wrestlers. They're they're all super strong, great athletes. But for whatever reason, they they put the prizes over, you know, how they earn the prizes. I think, I, I think championships mean they're supposed to mean that you're the best wrestler you walk around with a title over your shoulder or around your waist. that says professional wrestling champion. If you won that title by hitting somebody with a chair or having your dad hit somebody with a chair, I don't think you're the professional wrestling champion. So it's a shame that, you know, great wrestlers like that choose to act that way. I agree. Uh, little, little does hot sauce know that they actually have the hotel room adjoining uh, with, <laughs> so they're actually right next door. They're just going to open the door right now and yeah. come in. Well, and, I'll see them in a couple of days, you know, no matter yeah. what. 
I'll see you in a couple days. Yeah, the big uh, big eight man at the next Ring of Honor TV show, March 20th. We're going to get just a taste of the 19th anniversary show. So in less than a week, you're going to have an opportunity to step in the ring with Dragon Lee three times. Um, and I think the odds are in your favor. You're go- I think you'll get the best of them, uh, I'd say, at least once, maybe twice. Three times, three times would be awesome, but I'm not very good at gambling. So I'm not putting all my, all my horses in that cart. How much, how much, uh, will that help you prepare going into, uh, the pay-per-view the 19th anniversary show that you get to see him, uh, once in this eight man tag match. And then obviously depending on the way the card is set up, uh, I think you have an advantage if it's tag match first and then TV title. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've been thinking about that too, which order the matches are going to go in. I mean, it's kind of a, it's uncharted territory for me, but yeah, I think it goes a long way to get in there with somebody uh, before you have a a night like that where titles are on the line. But at the same time, he's going to have the same benefit, you know, he's going to get in there with me and, and have his expectations, you know, surpassed, or he's going to, you know, get more than he bargained for in the same way. So he's, he's going to know what he's got coming to him on the pay-per-view for sure. Uh, we're talking to Hot Sauce Tracy Williams, Sauce underscore Williams on Twitter, Instagram. He's also got a big cartel store, sauceware.bigcartel.com if you want to support Tracy. Grab a t-shirt. Of course, he has stuff on Ring of Honor Shop, too, the foundation. Yeah. You got go, any- to, go to the Ring of Honor Shop for now. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, I got I, all my stuff on Big Cartels sold out anyway. It's, oh. from, it's kind of, you know, I haven't restocked any of that. I've been focused on the... Everything's on the Ring of Honor store right now. So you got any? You got any pull over there at the Ring of Honor store? I would love. Uh, I know those uh, octopus masks. They went fast. I would love to buy one. Mm. They went really fast. Have you ever put on the octopus mask? <laughs> I have not. I mean, Rhett has, and and Rhett did not enjoy it. I could tell you that much. That thing did. I don't know if it just didn't fit his head right <laughs> or whatever, but he hated wearing that thing uh, <laughs> for the short time that he had to wear it. So I'm kind of glad that I never got to wear it, but I'll like, put the word in to try to get more of those things available. Uh, I would like nothing more than to do a whole podcast or at least attempt to do a podcast in the man. <laughs> Tony's shaking his head. Cause he lost a bet and he had to do like the first half of a show in a luchador mask. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Those things aren't comfortable either. It was, um, Oh God, it was super close mask. So it just kind of wrapped around. Mm-hmm. Plus, I need to wear these. Otherwise I'm blind. So I had these over the super cologne mask. It was not comfortable. Mm. You got to get a prescription luchador mask is what you need. Mm. That's right. Maybe if somebody wants to get it for me for my birthday, you know, looking at All right. enough. Don't pander <laughs> about your birthday. We're talking to, to hot sauce here. Uh, uh, Tracy, uh, you've been a Ring of Honor now for for a, a, a little ways now, and let me ask you this: Once you get your foot in the door of Ring of Honor, what does it take for you to be a success in Ring of Honor, or for you to have longevity in Ring of Honor? Yeah, that's a good question. It was um, it it was definitely different than I expected it to be when I first got here. I mean, there's also been a lot of changes since I got here. I mean, a lot of people have, have come and gone, um, and I think we're in a much just from my personal opinion, I think we're in a much better place now as far as, you know, the creativity involved and, and the minds behind everything go. Um, and so when I first got there, I didn't, I didn't know what to do because it, it was just, it was so different than I kind of expected it to be. And uh, I, I don't know, I was used to that sort of independent wrestling lifestyle where it's like every event you have is like a new opportunity to like prove yourself. It's like a lot of the time, it's just kind of like, one-off matches and that kind of thing where it's just all about like how good is your match on this card pretty much and you know um when i was the independent um champion for iwtv for a while it was just like go to this 
event in this town and have a cool match for this title. And, you know, that was how you showed how good you were and how you showed your worth. Right. But then in um, a more sort of roster based company like Ring of Honor or anywhere else where you're signing a contract and that kind of thing, it's a whole different game. It's a whole different ball game. Um, so I, I, it can be really hard to kind of, you know, get the right eyes on you and, and try to seize every single opportunity that you can. But that's really all you can do is is take whatever match you're given and, and try to show what it is that you do, even, you know, in that context, even if, if you're a, somebody who shines in, you know, technical wrestling one-on-one -on -one matches and they throw you in a, you know, hardcore street fight every month, you got to show up and do the best hardcore street fight that you can do and, and show them that, you know, you're, you're there to work and you're there to put on a good show. Hypothetical question. If the foundation was to add somebody ring of honor or outside of ring of honor, uh, who would you uh, join the group? I know you have a history with Fred. Uh, I can think of one person, uh, an independent guy who was starting to get uh, a little bit of recognition in new Japan strong. And that's Chris Dickinson. I think he would be a perfect fit for the foundation, but is there anyone hypothetically, if you could uh, bring into the, f the foundation you would uh, bring in? Yeah, I mean, those those are two huge names for sure. A lot of history with, with both of those guys. Been in, in teams with both of those guys, you know, teams with, with all of them in the past. I think, obviously, Wheeler Utah is another really great, um, you know, candidate for a role like that. We've seen him in Ring of Honor a lot lately. Um, I had a little bit to do with that, so I'm really glad to see him being able to come in there and, and show how good he is to a whole different audience. Um, I think any of those guys are, are great picks and it's, it's really great that they're not that far away. You know, like, I don't feel like I've, any of those guys are like more than an arm's length away from like kind of scratching at that door and, and getting to that kind of spot. So I think any of that is possible in the future. I think, um, I don't want to give anything away, but I mean, you know, there's nothing in the works, but I just, you know, I've always got my eye on people like you're saying, and it's cool that there is still good talent out there that, that does the kind of wrestling that I love. It, it makes me very happy when I see that, like it, it fires me up and makes me want to be better um, because it's kind of, you know, it's rare these days to, for, to find like a really sound technical wrestler that has exciting matches at the same time that, that gets it, you know, right. Absolutely. They're out there. Uh, has new Japan ever been an option for you? Um, I mean, I, I did the, uh, New Japan USA tour in, um, 2019, 19, January, 2019. Yeah. Um, which was great. It was a great experience. Um, and I, I would love to do more with new Japan. I think it's, um, everything's kind of tough now with, you know, right, travel and all that. And, and they have so many great people that are just getting shots now. So, um, it's definitely a goal for sure. I, I love New Japan professional wrestling. I think it's, you know, that it's another one of those places like how Ring of Honor is in America where that's where you get put to the test as a wrestler, you know, as far as what happens in the ring, because that's, that's where they tell their stories. You know, it, that, that's where it all happens. It's not, it's not told through soap operas and, and drama and all that stuff outside of the ring. It's all drama in the ring in the form of professional wrestling, which is what makes our art form so special. You know, you can, have dialogues and all that stuff on any form of media, any television show, any play or anything, but professional wrestling is its own unique way of expressing yourself and way of, you know, putting on a story and, and showing that art. So I think it's really great that they have the focus in the ring and they do such a good job of, you know, keeping that drama, but keeping it within the realm of professional wrestling.
Yeah, because you seem like a perfect fit, and it's no, uh, it's no coincidence that you were in Catchpoint and now you're in the foundation, and your ring work speaks for itself. So, that's uh, I would love to see that one day, you in a New Japan ring, because I think it would be unbelievable. Thank you. Yeah, I hope so too. I'm also not, in, I'm not in the biggest rush because I want to be prepared. You know, like I, I want to make sure that I'm in the right shape and that it's the right time in my career to to take a step like that because it's not a step that I would take lightly. So I, I wouldn't want to, you know jump the gun in any sense or do it at the wrong time. So definitely uh, it's a goal, but I look at it as like a, you know, a big goal. Uh, being from Brooklyn uh, and getting the opportunity to wrestle at Madison square garden, how much did that mean to you? Yeah, it was huge. I mean, it was, uh, it was definitely kind of surreal. Like it, it, it's kind of insane. Like the first wrestling shows I've ever seen were at Madison square garden. It's this like, huge just thing like looming over you when you live in new york like you're if you go to like take the train um from penn station or whatever like yep. you're, you're right underneath it you like pass by it. you get when you get to the city from taking the train like you walk out of the train station you're right underneath it like this monolith of like a you know place it's like mecca is just always looming over you so it's really cool now to every time i pass by it or catch the train to go anywhere to like have that you know little connection to that place and i, I hope i get to do more there um yeah and and uh absolutely because we're we're all very close to, to new york city i'm like literally maybe four uh, stops uh, from right. new jersey to new york city uh, to, to penn station what were uh, this is totally off brand totally off topic what were some of your favorite msg wrestling moments that you've had Oh, I mean that I've seen or that, that you've had? seen that you've seen. Obviously, the one, yeah. obviously we know the ones that you right. Had. Obviously, the yeah, the one I've had is is the one I've had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, the ones I've seen, I mean, I always loved when they would do the Royal Rumble there. I, I, I they've done it a couple times at least, and I loved when they'd have the um, the different setup. Uh, by they, I mean WWF, who had the the grip on Madison Square Garden for the longest time, which is another thought I was having is that it was so cool to have other promotions. Yeah. run a big show at msg which has been like unheard of for a while but um yeah i always loved when wwf would do the royal rumble and they'd have like the short ramp that goes like right to the ring and yeah. so you, they didn't have to like cut away from the action to show the reveals which was always really cool and the, just the energy for all those like a night a new reveal every 90 seconds or whatever it's just it's like untouchable energy in wrestling yeah because i was actually at, i was at 2000 when they had the cab mm-hmm. like right above the, yeah. the, the entrance so iconic yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely iconic. MSG is there's only one MSG. Mm-hmm. That's right. I was doing a little research on you. We we're not gonna the, the hot sauce nickname. We understand it was just mm-hmm. a goofy thing that you and Chuck Taylor were doing. Uh, but there could have been worse nicknames, right? Hot sauce is not mm-hmm. the worst nickname. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there's there's that, some bad a, ones. A question. Uh, I'm trying to because I'm trying to think of what was it. Uh, no, I, I always throw out hardwood, rich mahogany, but that's, that's, that's been done. That's been heard. <laughs> Bareback Benny Fig. That was a good one. Oh, Benny Fig. Nice. <laughs> yeah, so hot sauce isn't the worst. No, it's great. It's great. Yeah. I don't know how many Bareback Benny Fig shirts I would have sold. <laughs> I think you would have been Free. surprised. Yeah, three alone right here. <laughs> right, right. Just to get the, just to, to have the looks. Uh, the Ring of Honor roster you mentioned is retooled. It's different from when you first got the Ring of Honor. Is there somebody you haven't had an opportunity to step in the ring with yet? Who would you, who you would like to? 
Mm, um, yeah, there's quite a few. I mean, I was talking about the last year's anniversary show that was supposed to happen. It was supposed to be a past versus present themed event. And leading up to it, I was really, I've always wanted to wrestle homicide and I, I've never got to. We've been on you know plenty of shows together on the independents and stuff, but I never got to actually get in the ring and wrestle homicide. So for Ring of Honor you know, alumni that I think are still options, that would be a huge one. Did you get, were you, oh, shit. Were you John Walters in the restart? Did you get to wrestle him? Yeah, we had one. We had a pure okay, rules yeah, match uh, so. on the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We had one, which was really cool. You know, um, he's like a, a slept on name that a lot of people forget about. So it was it was nice to be able to have that experience. So you're super involved in the 19th anniversary show. We got TV title match. We got tag title match. Mm-hmm. What's uh, the one match that you want to see that you're not involved with um, that you're most excited for? Uh, I mean... I, I can't help but be super invested in the main event. You know, the main, it's, there's a, a whole lot hinging on that between Jay Lethal and Roosh for the Ring of Honor World Championship. That's humongous. Uh, a lot of power lies with those titles right now. You know, there's a clash of ideologies in Ring of Honor right now. And if you're the champion, then, you know, I, I literally like champions are representatives. They are like, they champion for the company. They represent the company. They represent the image of it, what it, what it means, what our wrestling is like. And so to have the world title on the line in the main event is humongous. And uh, I, I, it sounds like you're with me, but I, I think we, we got to get it off Rouge. We got to get it on a, on a, somebody's going to wrestle for it. Somebody's going to defend it and, and win it with wrestling. No, I'm, we're with you. I like. Uh, I would like Roosh to lose. But with the championship, uh, any championship comes great responsibility, and now you have a target on your back. Mm-hmm. Um, do you? We're doing one step at a time here. Is that something that's kind of in the back of your head? You could essentially walk out double champion, which means you're going to have uh, the gentlemen who are in line in the rankings for the TV title, and you'll have the tag teams. And the tag teams are nothing to sneeze about in Ring of Honor. you got OGK. Mm-hmm. you got the Righteous. Of course, the Briscoe brothers, you know, they go their separate ways and Jay wants to beat up uh, EC3 and Mark is going to beat up flip hopefully, but it, they all come back together. So is that a concern for you moving forward or is it just one step at a time? Yeah, I mean, it's one step at a time, but also like the interesting, interesting thing is that having multiple targets on my back like that, I feel like I've been preparing for it because doing these bubble tapings, we wrestled multiple times in the same day on the regular, you know, if you're somebody who's busy and who's active in a lot of different, you know, divisions or whatever in ring of honor, you, you're wrestling multiple times a day in the, in the pure tournament. When, before the finals, I had three matches total on the day that we did the finals. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a big deal. And it's not something that I'm taking lightly, but it's also, it's kind of par for the course right now with the, I think the way that a lot of companies are, you know, filming their wrestling where you're having to really show up and, and work hard on those couple of days. Uh, hot sauce. It's been an absolute pleasure. I know you're in the bubble and I'm sure we're not taking up the rest of your Monday night <laughs> evening, but I'm, I'm sure you have uh, some kettlebells to steal from Dak. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure at sauce under underscore Williams on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, dot com is where the shop is. Uh, mm-hmm. the pay-per-view is available through honor club and pay-per-view on March 26th. Uh, you're going to see hot sauce doing double duty, which oh, seems yeah. to be a theme with the foundation. If you remember final battle and Tracy mentioned it before, Mr. Gresham, he did double duty and he was successful and we can only hope. Tracy and Rhett are successful, and then Tracy's successful in his uh, TV title match against Dragon Lee. Before we let you go, anything you want to let the fans know? 
I mean, I think just, you know, tune into the anniversary. It's going to be a good show. It's, it's, it's a, if you like professional wrestling and your professional wrestling shows, then just check out Ring of Honor, give it a chance. You know, um, if you've got an idea about Ring of Honor for whatever reason, just try to put it aside and, and give it a shot. If you don't like it, fine, but you know, give it a chance. There's, there's good wrestling out there yeah. that isn't, you know, being talked about as much as some other stuff. So give it a shot and watch it. That's all. Tracy, we appreciate your time. The best of luck going forward. We'll be watching this week uh, the big eight-man match and, of course, the anniversary show March 26th. Uh, Anytime you want to come back on and shoot the shit, you're more than welcome to join us. Uh, Hopefully, you'll be draped in gold, Ultimo Dragon style, uh, (laughs) next time we get a chance to talk to you. Yeah, hell yeah. Thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. Our pleasure, Mr. Tracy. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. All right. Hot Sauce Tracy Williams at sauce underscore williams on the twitter as the instagram instagram machine oh yeah guys i'm gonna guys hold on hold on a second hold on i gotta take a sip for the working man here the working man Ooh, refreshing Uh, guys i think uh, oh no can't wait but kevin's thinking of something hold on what you got kev i think i'm i think i'm gonna i don't think i'm going out on a limb here when i say Top five. Top five. Hot sauce. Top, top five hot sauce, man. I'm down with the sauce. The sauce for the cause, baby. I'm in. Big hot sauce guy. Big hot sauce guy. I completely thought he was going a different direction with that. Where did you think I was going? I really thought that if we were going to go in a direction where I say, Kevin, what do we say about this time? Oh, no. See, I was going to do that next. But all right. So, all right. So we got hot sauce top five. We got some Bud Light Celsius. We got some major figs. We got some podcasts. We got some hot sauce. We got some ROH. Guys, back after this. We know you love shopping at Amazon, and we also know you love listening to The Shining Wizards. That's why you're hearing this commercial right now. But were you aware that you could combine the two, do all your shopping, and support the show at the same time? Well, of course you can. Instead of going to Amazon.com, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com and make your purchases the way you normally would. You're going to get the same great low prices, and a portion of whatever you purchase is going to go to support the Shining Wizards. How great is that? You, by purchasing anything that you normally would anyway, is going to support us. That's a win-win in my book. So from now on, when you shop at Amazon, go to Amazon.ShiningWizards.com or click the banner on our website and do all of your shopping with the Shining Wizards. Your recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment broadcasting from the current to the way back. Join the impact player Phil Rea and the Portuguese Man of War Choppy for the Turnbuckle Throwbacks Wrestling Podcast. Live every week on RantEMRadio.com. Get all our episodes over at iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Audio Boom, Google Play, ShiningWizardsNetwork.com, and Turnbuckle Throwbacks. Are you tired of being told what to think and believe by Hollywood elites and politicians who just don't care about you? Tired of not getting the truth when you watch the news? Tired of trying to figure out what pronoun to use? Tired of mob mentality when all you want to do is think for yourself and make up your own mind? That's where we come in. This is Justin. And Vince. Your hosts of Inconclusive Breakdown. 
We are a weekly anti-PC podcast bringing you entertainment and current event news without any spin. If you want to truly stay informed on what's going on in the world, then give us a listen every Sunday anywhere you get podcasts, at least till Zuckerberg and Twitter Jack deplatform us. And as always, we're proud members of the Shining Wizards Network. Tired of the PC police telling you what you can and cannot say? Want a show that travels back to the 80s and 90s where the badass hosts have beaten down cancel culture on three separate occasions and carried on to gloat about it? Since 2013, The Midnight Journey is that show. Travel back to the malls and arcades, pop in your VHS, and join us where the 80s and 90s return from the dead. Conan, tell them where to find us. WLWstudios.com, home of the Midnight Jury podcast, hosted by Midnight Mike and Calvin Brody. Also available on all major podcast platforms via the Shining Wizards Network. And join in the conversation on Twitter at Midnight Jury. Horns up. This is Rock from Radioactive Metal. Join Snowy, Kareem, Aaron, and myself right here on the Shining Wizards Network every Friday for your weekly metal fix. We talk to all your favorite artists, cover all the latest metal news, cover all the latest releases, and feature brand new unsigned bands. So sit back, grab a beer, download the latest episode, and always remember, it's not metal unless it's radioactive metal. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Oh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was... Oh, we shared the room. Shared a room. We right. shared the room. I thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go here. way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do, we do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Roadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, no, yeah. Well. What do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books, we're talking about professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor, and on Podknife. Also check us out on Twitter, at The Broadcast. That's B-R-O. Yeah, hey, hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the broadcast podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Slow night. Take it easy. I don't understand how people could be so angry about saying the letter K. Do you? No. I'm not maybe, angry. Maybe it's an Australian thing. I don't know. Maybe. You know what's a great thing, though, Tony? What's that, Matt? When you support your favorite wrestling podcast, the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And if you're listening to this and you say, you know what? I think the boys do such a great job. I would love to show uh, my support for them. There's a couple ways you can do that. You could tweet about it. You could tell your friends. You could share our episodes. Uh, you could eat a cookie that says I am creative. Uh, yep. You could chat us up on the Facebook. Uh, if you have a couple extra shekels, you could go over to our Patreon uh, patreon.com slash wizards podcast and for little as one dollar a month you can support the shining wizard wrestling podcast i suggest the three dollar tier where you get uh, a mention on the show and you get three bonus episodes every month a watch along and two profile pieces on a professional wrestler and a wrestling uh, pay-per-view that's a dollar a bonus episode how could you go wrong 
and they are not like, you know, the watch-alongs are short. They're like 15, 20 minutes, but the bonus episodes, woo! Strap in, kids. I think we did almost two hours on Shelton Benjamin for February. It was longer than that. Uh, and we had a really good time with the ECW Guilty as Charged episode. So there's a lot of fun stuff going on there. And March is going to be uh, no different. Uh, we might have to deal with some hurdles with the WWE Network and the Peacock going forward. But we'll cross that bridge when we get there. In the meantime, we're going to thank those that support the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. Uh, Carrie Cowling. She's a great supporter, brand new. She just celebrated a birthday last week. She got a Shining Wizards t-shirt. She got a Shining Wizards Kevin t-shirt. She is like quickly becoming a huge fan of the Shining Wizards Wrestling Podcast. And we thank you, Carrie. Thank you for the support. Matt. Yes. Top five. Top five supporter. Uh, oh, the Berg, yeah. the Bergman. The Bergman, the LeBron James of the Mattel figure collecting. He supports the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. Matthew Birch, the true Prince of Pro on the Twitter machine. Uh, follow that, him. Though. He's been with the Shining Wizards for a very long time. David Henry Bauer III, his pal Antonio Hosserman, makes experimental music at harvestmanrecords.bandcamp.com. Michael Hammond. Jay Cop, the big couple poem from the Turnbuckle Throwbacks. The only redeemable quality from that show is Jay. So if you're going to listen and Jay is on... You're good. If he's not, turn that shit off. I heard Jay's uh, got a fucking hammer, too. Wow. Well, if you're into that, there you go. Uh, Thomas Cops, the Mott Spock. Yeah. Uh, Kenny Hawsey. Mr. Scotch Drinks More. Uh, Mark Parloni. Happy birthday, Mark. Uh, Christine Friesendorf. Happy birthday, Christine. Uh, Maddie Mellinger. Matt Garifo, no relationship to the K. JG. Uh, Catherine Hensler over at OnDeckIC.com. Uh, she also does a couple podcasts. She does the Wednesday night show. She does uh, Pick a Vinyl, and she does What's Good in Pro Wrestling with Kevin Gill. So check her out. Uh, Brett Simonello. What do you hear? What do you say? Uh, Ryan Schlong. Uh, Sean Calejo. Sean Toe. Sean and Sean. Uh, Mr. Ryan Arthur over at Elementary.com. If you're looking to grab some local brew. Uh, the weather's, you know, was starting to change. Now it's like goddamn Antarctica outside. But, you know, the warmth is, is on the horizon. You need a couple local brew dogs to sit around, have some nice drinks. Go to elementary.com. You can check out your friend. You, you get some nice local brew. Uh, Anthony Rusinello, Danny Rusinello, the AOP of the SWP. Oh, yeah. Uh, Manny Crazzo, the king of the Shining Wizards. And Kathy Hummer, the aforementioned queen. Of the Shining Wizards. And last, but certainly not least, Mr. William Mercier Jr. That's actually who I got this. Really? Lives are going to be in William Mercier's hands. You know what I mean? I know what you mean, Kevin. that vocal call from. So, shout out to the Humsky. All right, Tony, you've been very quiet for the first hour and a half of this show. Now it's, we'll call it tea time. It's Tony time. Tea time? I don't, I don't get it. I don't, how, about we call it, how about we call it the donk contest? That's what we should have named the trivia. Where, where do you want to go, Tony? You pick. Whatever you're in the mood for. Whatever, let's, uh, I feel like AEW would be a fun topic to start with since uh, I know uh, – I know that gets your uh, your blood flowing. No, you know what? I and I I think 
With all the mm-hmm. wrestling I've been watching lately, I tried to catch up to Ring of Honor. I really thought I watched the most recent episode today, although I failed on that one. I did watch the two episodes before that. Uh, NWA is coming back. Uh, back for the Attack is purchased. We're going to have Nick Aldis defending the World's Heavyweight Championship against friend of the show Aaron Stevens. Booked in honor of Josephus, a.k.a. the question mark, a.k.a. yes, the cat's out of the bag. We've also got Camille in a number one contenders match against the one and only Thunder Rosa. Winner of that match is going to go on to face Serena Deeb for the NWA World's Women's Championship. It's all I know it's booked so far, but I'm digressing a bit. Um, Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. There's also a four-way book for that NWA card back for the attack. Jax Dane against Slice Boogie against Jordan Clearwater against Crimson. All those brand-new signees right there, except for Jax Dane and... uh, a lot of those guys I'm familiar with from watching Championship Wrestling from Hollywood's uh, United Wrestling Network, which was the uh, the place where NWA talent was finding a, uh, to work while they were waiting for the return of power and whatever that uh, show was that they had for three weeks, showing all the matches that I paid for anyway, but whatever. NWA's back. Uh, been watching Raw again and uh, catching up on uh, MLW, love it or hate it. You know, I've been watching that as well. I'm this close to severing watching AEW from my schedule. Oh it's God! Just, it's not a decision I'm I'm making lightly, but I don't know, man. I think I'm at that point where I might have to take a little break ski from watching that show and uh, come back to it maybe in a month or two, and you know, give it another shot. All right. Know. What is uh What is the driving force in this decision? Um. And and may I interject as well? Why such a drastic move? I just get the feeling, and it's not just me. I know a lot of people think that I'm just a fucking pain in the ass when it comes to AEW, and maybe I'm a little rough on the product, and uh, whether or not I'm influenced by uh, someone who shits on the product regularly, I don't know if that's a thing, and I do find a lot of good in AEW, but... I don't know, man. Like the feeling's not there. This was supposed to be the revolution. This was supposed to be the change, and uh, just not feeling it anymore. Just not feeling it. So maybe it's time to take a little break. All right, all right. Is there any one particular thing you can put your finger on? Oh, there's quite a few. There's quite Pulse a few. All right. Uh, there was a six women's match that happened last week. The beginning was dog shit. The middle was dog shit. The ending was dog shit. Um, I don't understand how MJF thinks that he's going to get everyone to turn on Chris Jericho and then just have this other group of idiots standing around in the back just in case things didn't happen. What if MJF gets everybody else in the inner circle to throw Jericho out? Does everybody in the back that was waiting to reform this all of a sudden join the inner circle and we have 17 people as part of it now? Well, here's the thing. Jericho knew Jericho, like Jericho was a a step of the Jericho thought he was a step ahead of MJF saying that, no, we talk to each other every day. This is we're family, but MJF knew that. So MJF had that in his back. Come on. You didn't, how did you not grasp that? Because it's stupid. That's why. Okay. Is it any stupider than every time Sting fell for a four horseman trap? He didn't fall for one every week. 
He fucking joined the four horsemen like three times and he got attacked by him every fucking time. I just I don't know what the point was to take all these illogical steps to get to this point. It's like it's like they figure out the end, but then to get there, it's like, what the fuck are they thinking? Why is Maki Ito afraid to hit somebody? I think it's to entertain us. Oh, all right. Hold on, hold why, on. You're go, you're why, all over. Why was Sheeta choking? Yeah, you, you jumped with a cane. Why is Vicky Guerrero afraid to hit somebody? Why does Lance Archer have to interrupt Sting? Are we going to get a Lance Archer Sting match? Who knows? You have to let the story play out. Sixty-nine me, Don. Sixty-nine me. It Come was on. uh. I, I, <laughs> Come on. Come on. I get a lot of your point. The MJF thing, I, Moment I of it's kind of lost on me. The MJF thing's kind of lost on me with you. I don't really it's pro wrestling. I don't Yeah, but it didn't make sense. Like what if what if Jericho didn't talk to everybody? What if MJF but that, had everybody but in his back? Here's pocket? the thing. MJF knew. Oh, so so all of a sudden we're supposed to make 3,000 jumps and we're supposed to say, oh, so MJF knew that Jericho knew, so now MJF's going to have something else in his pocket? Why take all those steps? If you're going to turn on Jericho, fucking turn on him. Tell him, you know what? Fuck you, dude. This is over. And he says, what are you going to take over the inner circle? This is my group. And he says, no, I'm not taking over. I'm destroying the inner circle. Lights go out, lights come back on, four horsemen. You got the same effect instead of this back and forth like, no, don't hurt me, don't hurt me. What do you think? We don't talk on the phone. So I'm not going to watch it. Tony, all right, so, so that whole thing lasts what? One week, two weeks? You yeah, have a... He's been going it's, on. It's called, it's called a build, man. You know that. No, 75 years. Sorry, out. You, you can't, you, Tony, you can't be that naive. It's, it's, it was great storytelling. For well, like, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Six months. Six months at least. Who's yeah. that? Follow me, boys. We're going to dance together. Hey, I can't stand you. Get the fuck out of here. Here's the four horsemen. Another summit. Another. Are they going to have a meeting this week to decide how they're going to attack the four horsemen or whatever they're calling themselves? So safe to know. say you didn't like it. Oh, I no. Look, I like the end result. I think it's cool. This new faction, although I'm still not sold on Sean Spears, I kind of like the way it was going. But to get there, it was like, what the fuck, dude? I, 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 don't, I don't think it could have gone better, <laughs> to be honest with you. Why, why, is Maki Ito, today, why is Maki Ito still singing when everybody else is getting their shit kicked out of them? When there's a brawl going on? It's her gimmick. Wouldn't you rather sing than fight? Mm, good then point. why would they have her out there? She's a cherry picker. I'm gonna hit you in the head with the microphone. Dunk, dunk, dunk. Happy birthday, MJF! By the way. Yeah, I hope you chip your tooth on a protein bar, you fucking dickhead. How do you like that? Yeah, I hope turkey tits fucking smother you tonight when you're sleeping. Who's turkey tits? Turkey tits. Oh, who's turkey tits? Conrad Thompson. He was a fucking uh... one of the that did the interview last week. Remember? Okay, oh, so by let me. Way. Oh. Defense! Boom, boom. Defense! Boom, boom. We get the NBA for 25 minutes? Come on. What? Come on! That's not an AEW problem, though. That's a TNT thing. That's a production problem, dude. It's... 
I can't, Matt. I can't. That's why I'm not watching anymore. So there you go. So, but you think, just, I got to hear me out here. You think if you take a month off and you come back, it'll be different? No, I think I need it for my own mental health. My own okay. You shouldn't really get be getting all fired up over professional wrestling. Yeah, but then you ask me, you go like, I'm sure there's something you want to talk about with AEW, Tony. Tell yeah, me but about. you get like all like worked up. Not like in a fun way. It's because it's ridiculous, dude. All professional wrestling is ridiculous, Tony. You know what was ridiculous? You want me to tell you? And I'm not completely sold on Raw. I'll get to Raw later. What the fuck is this head-on collision with these two idiots holding steps over their heads? Is this fucking Hanna-Barbera or is this wrestling? It's wrestling. It's entertainment. I can't. Matt, Matt, I can't. It's okay, Kevin. It's okay. We're in this for the long haul. Can't what? Your your takes seem so not thought through. If that makes any sense, it's just like you're you're bitter and you're angry, and you don't take the time to reflect on what the bigger picture is. No, Kevin, there gets there gets a point where no matter what everybody else is getting around you, when you keep getting kicked in the dick, you kind of don't want to get kicked in the dick anymore. I don't but Tony, so. you're the same guy that watches MLW every week and complains about it every week. Yeah, but that's not really fucking kicking me in the dick the way AEW kicks me in the dick. So how does AEW kick you in the dick if you're not that invested in it? Not that invested. I've been watching every fucking week for the okay. past nine All right. five weeks. But again, it's the same thing. If you don't, if you don't feel the same way, like I feel like you really love MLW, but no, I, I know, and I see that. So you're way more invested than in MLW than you are. AEW. So how do you let something that you're not as invested in and, and come back and affect you in this seemingly distressful way? Because because it's the longevity thing. It's two hours on Wednesday. Then you got dark, which I which I admittedly don't even watch. Then there's all these pay per views. Then there's being the elite. Then there's Sammy's vlog. There's a whole lot to go on with it. Now everything's evaded with impact. There's so many more storylines and. I'm sorry, man. Look, it's easy for me to watch MLW and go, this is fucking dog shit. See you next week. AEW, I just don't feel the same way about it. All right, that's fine. And plus, plus AEW puts itself out there as a national company. I dare say on par with WWE. They've got the national cable exposure. They're available on how many millions of homes. Not on the internet, mind you. In homes. Yep. Like, if you have cable... You most likely have access to AEW, and it's just like with 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 a, with a company like MLW on that level, it's silly, it's ridiculous, but it's also forgivable to a point. With AEW, it's maddening how it's every fucking week. It's like my god. But you understand that MLW has been around a whole lot longer than AEW. Nah, well. So AEW is still, despite the fact that they had the national exposure, despite the fact that they had the billionaire backer, they have some pretty smart guys over there. I mean, I'm not saying this is the reason why I'm kind of contradicting your point, but it's a point that could be made in in a different argument that it's still a virgining company and it's still a virgining wrestling promotion. So, I mean, I'm not saying that's why. I'm not saying that's why you should appreciate it more. I, I would never ever tell you what you should and shouldn't like. Sure. It just seems, a, and if you want to stop watching it, stop watching it. It just seems a little extreme compared to a lot of other things that are around in wrestling. If that makes any sense. 
Matt, Matt, you have a very confused look on your face. Um, I feel like it's hypocritical to tell Tony what he, how he should feel. I know. I, I didn't. I, if he I, doesn't want to watch right. the product, that's on him. Uh, I said that. Because when you kept watching the WWE and we stopped, uh, we kind of let you uh, sail that ship. Uh, if he's going to stop, he's going to stop. Um, I see. Look, you watch NXT and then you watch AEW. There's glaring holes. Um, a, the, and, I, and I love AEW. I love AEW. I get Tony's point. Uh, some things I understand more than others. Uh, I can't really put a lot of stock in the women on AEW. Um, I think at this point they're just reaching at they're grasping at straws, just trying to hope they find something that works. Um, it seems like anything that works for AEW, they're like snake bitten. Statlander, she got hurt. Uh, yeah. Big Swole has a battle with Crohn's disease, so she has not been on TV for months. Um, uh, you know, the, this Japanese tournament thing just didn't really work. Uh, Nyla Rose isn't great. She's gotten better, but still, it's just Brick got hurt right when she got hot. Uh, I don't know why they haven't used Penelope Ford. She had that really great match with Sheeta during Beach. What's it called? Beach Break? Beach Blast? Whatever happened last summer. Yeah. Uh, and they kind of just, you know, they didn't use her anymore, so... I get some of where Tony's coming from. And they uh, wasted Scorpio Sky, dude. Like, I get it. He was turning heel, but, like, he wins the match on a pay-per-view, and then he gets the title match, like, three days later. It's like, you could have let that one simmer for a, for a week or two. You know what I'm saying? Well, I don't think that story's over. No, I get it. I just, I, I feel like they rushed it, too, because this was supposed to be Scorpio's coming out party as well. You know, he's showing the cocky heelness. And, and, and of course, Darby's coming off this this big match that he just had. Uh, you know, with Sting against uh, Team Taz. I don't know, man. I just, I felt like they rushed out a bit too. Like if that would have waited another week, like we didn't have to jump right into that title match. Let it simmer, you know? But that's that's a nitpick. Excellent match between the two of them. I don't know, man. I just, I just, I just feel like because I'm passionate about it, I get, I get aggravated about it and I just don't want to be aggravated for a little while. Yeah. And by no means was I ever trying to say that you shouldn't stop watching or you shouldn't hate or not hate, but dislike what you see. That that was never my intent whatsoever. And I'm pretty sure I made that. The, the, the ultimate thing that kills me is like, here it is. Like the reason why I started watching raw again was because there was something silly with Randy Orton puking up like fucking Papa Shango style. So I'm like, (laughs) all right, I need to fucking see this. And I went for the stupidity, but I got sucked in by this other good shit that was going on. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to give this a chance. This week, uh, if I recall correctly, there was a lot of shit on Raw. There really was, but there was some good stuff in there. I just kind of feel like at this point with the AEW, it's like, I don't know, like I don't feel that there's that balance for me to stick around. Now, is that going to change for WWE? Is my love affair with them going to end in a couple of weeks? Who knows? Yeah. Shane fucking McMahon pissed me the fuck off. I don't want to see Shane and Braun Strowman at WrestleMania. I don't. Oh, we're getting it, baby. I know we're getting it, but there's other shit right there. Like now that I'm kind of like, okay, I'm kind of invested in this. I want to see where this goes. You know? Yeah, Kev- and if, if, if this podcast wasn't on a Monday night, I'd be watching Raw probably every, every single week. DVR is running, baby. I don't have a DVR. <laughs> what? Yeah, I'm old school, baby. Holy shit. 
You were going to say something, Matt. I was. I was going to ask Kevin if he had any uh, interest in in kind of dipping his toe back in the WWE pool uh, with the recent happenings of the last couple of weeks with The Miz and Lashley and stuff. Oh, I'm a huge fan of the Hurt Business. I absolutely love the Hurt Business. I like. I think that's the best thing that's happened to wrestling in, in since in the pandemic. Uh, so I think that's incredible. I think what they're doing on SmackDown is incredible. I think that this new kind of revelation of Apollo Crews' character, which is, I mean, say whatever you want about it, it's giving him life. It's giving him breath. And it's what he's been needing for so long. Uh, our dear good friend, Yuhu Nation. So I'm very, very happy for that. So uh, if it wasn't, if it was like, like right now, like when we get done with this podcast and however long it takes, I'll probably go up and watch whatever I can left of, of Raw. And I, if we weren't doing it, I'd watch it every single week. But I don't have the DVR, and then I'd rather go watch. You know, I'll watch Impact tomorrow. Um, you know, I'll probably start watching ROH again, and I'll probably start and do other things. So it's just like I'm not going to go out of my way to watch Raw if it if I if I'm not watching it live. So you don't feel like there's anything must see. I mean, is there anything must see? On any show, I think it it's really, all good. I it think really depends on your preference, all, right? I think everything. I think everything has redeemable qualities to it. I just Shaquille don't think there's O'Neal, anything must see. Shaquille O'Neal and Jade Cargill against Red Velvet and Cody was fucking must yeah. see. That was must yeah, but you didn't know that. Like, you didn't know that going in. It just happened to be freaking. Oh no, must no, no, see. no 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 no! Weeks before, I was saying it. I can't wait to see this fucking match. I was all in on this match for at least a month. Whenever they fucking announce the thing, I don't think Boy, anyone. I don't think anyone could have pre- predicted how great that match was going to be. But Tony's not saying it was great. Tony's saying from go, it was must see TV because you were either going to get something good, something middle of the road, or a complete right. fucking car crash. And Jade Cargill impressed the shit out of me. Like, I know people could pick nits with her, whatever, but for her first outing and for how cocky she was and how fucking like, yeah, I'm all right here. And she got in that ring and she did her thing. She was fucking awesome. Shaq was awesome. Shaq was dropping fucking power bombs on people with the greatest of ease. Shaq went through two fucking tables and Shaq did a Kazam impression and he fucking disappeared from the fucking ambulance. How's that? That was good shit. That was good shit. Do you want to talk about Raw? We can. What did you like from WWE Raw Monday night last week? Um, How Lashley put his stamp of approval on the fucking, on the Miz in their rematch. And the Hurt Business kept on hurting. I have to fucking pull up. Do you have Raw pulled up, by the way? I do. I do. All right. Give, give me some refresh. So we started with that. Bobby Lashley beats the Miz post match. It looks like Drew McIntyre is a little upset, and that's he oh, and says he's McIntyre. the only one who's worthy of challenging Bobby Lashley. And then Sheamus attacked the shit out of him again, didn't he? Yes. Um, not as good as their match the week before, which I thought was fantastic. Which actually I think went through four commercial breaks, which is fucking just insane. But uh, dude, the ending. Did you see the ending? Have you seen the video? With these two fucking idiots holding the sections of steps over their heads. And it just so happened that Seamus left his head up against the stairs. And when the stairs hit, he got knocked out and the referee called the match off. I did not see. No. So Seamus goes down. He gets knocked out. But Claymore 
does a fucking somersault over the railing for what reason? I don't know. I guess he had a fucking powder and get out of there. And the referee's going, come on, Seamus, get up. Seamus, I'm going to ring the bell. And Seamus is on fucking like, <laughs> so the referee just like, that's it. Call it. And he fucking just stopped the match. So. So McIntyre won. Sure. <laughs> sure. I don't know. They stopped it. I guess we're getting this at fast lane. I don't even know what the card is for fast lane yet. Uh, let's see. I got you right here for fast lane right now. Oh, this is what we have. We Look, have Shane McMahon, Shane McMahon fucking with, uh, with, with, um, Braun Strowman for three segments. Dude, it was fucking rough. I don't want to see Shane McMahon wrestle anymore. This is what we have for Braun Strowman for God's sakes. Come on. This is all an excuse for Shane to jump off of something. That's yeah. all this is. That's all it is. And I just don't care. I, I mean, don't care. But Braun Strowman's not going to be in your world title match, so this is kind of like your... This is going to sound so terrible, and I'm going to get so shit on for saying it, but working Shane McMahon at WrestleMania somehow has become like the Undertaker match. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to say it's your, it's your, like, it's your, it's a, it's your high profile match. That's not the main event. And it, it sickens me to say it. Matt, that's what it is. Tell me have, I'm wrong. Tell Matt, me I'm wrong. Matt, I dare you to tell me I'm wrong. I feel like that's a bit of a stretch. All right. So if it's not either of the two world title matches or the women's world title matches, what's the next highest profile match on the card other than Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal participant. Other than a John Cena return against Bray Wyatt or other than a, a Batista in blue freaking trunks, even though that wasn't Mania. Tell me what's a higher profile match than... Is it just a high profile match because Shane is in it? I think so. See, I'm looking more forward to see what they do with The Fiend taking on Randy Orton for like the next time because I'm interested to see if they have something new. And if they don't have something new for his character, then I'm not going to give a fuck. Yeah, and, and that, that's fair. That's another high-profile match. WrestleMania has become a card of high-profile matches that aren't necessarily the main event. And, like, dude, if you go back to these old WrestleManias, you had, what, maybe two, three, like, legit high-profile matches, and the rest were undercards. Now it's like everything has, everything has to be huge. And I'm sorry, the match with Shane McMahon, despite how we feel about it personally, in the big picture, in the general public, is is a high profile, borderline main event match. It stinks, but it's true. This is Shane throwing punches. <laughs> has oh, yeah. has goes- anyone had a worse WrestleMania run than Braun Strowman? Yeah, he won tag team gold what two years ago with Nicholas, and he yeah. won the Universal Championship last year. Oh, that's right. What was the one where he was involved with those two jack wagons from Saturday Night Live? That was probably the Battle Royal three years ago. Oh, that was in the Battle the- Royal, right? That was a battle royal. My dear good friend, Michael Che. If there's no pandemic, he's in another shitty WrestleMania match and he doesn't win the title, right? Speaking speaking of Michael Che, this is an aside. Anyone see yes. the fucking Coming 100%. to America 100%. sequel? Anyone see the Coming to America sequel? No. Colin Jost is in it, by the way. Another another WrestleMania alum. Uh, No. You want to know why? Because what? I'm not a fucking rube. Something that came out. First of all, it's rated PG thirteen. It sucked. It's why? Who? Why? Like, I get the nostalgia thing, but you got to be a fucking moron to think that this is going to be as good as the first one. No, here, all right, here, here's the thing, right? So, like, Coming to America was the first rated R movie I saw. We went to the theater. 
my dad picked up a bunch of us, dropped us off at the theater in Sea Caucus, actually. And my friend Mike's mother picked us up. So it was literally like, it was literally like seven or eight of us getting into an R-rated movie. And we bought the tickets ourselves. Imagine that. They sold a bunch of fucking 12-year-old, 13, 14-year-old kids a bunch of R-rated tickets. You ever, uh, you ever jerk off to Mike's mom? To whose mom? Mike. She picked you up, right? You ever... Was she hot? No. I, as an aside, we used to we used to harass the shit out of Mike. His oh my, I we were fucking rotten kids. We used to fucking yell his mother's name across the cafeteria. He'd get so pissed at us. It was like our greeting. It was like yelling hey or hello to somebody. We'd yell Molly, just fucking like obnoxiously. So somebody started chanting, "We will rock you," but put her name in there, and you can only imagine what we would chant. So there you go. All right, so Never, tell your story. A darling woman, but so anyway, so this was the first movie we went to see, and we thought it was the greatest fucking movie. We're here seeing R-rated movie. It was funny as shit. The lines, the jokes, the characters when they would dress up, fucking sexual chocolate. Fuck, it was great shit. Randy Watson, everything was great. So it's like cool nostalgia. It tried to tell 18 fucking stories, and I don't think it got through one of them. It was fucking nonsensical. There was shit that the fucking king would do that he would have never have done in the first movie. It was just so, it was fucking dumb. It wasn't even nostalgia for nostalgia's sake. It was just like, oh, let's just pretend, you know, like that, that they all of a sudden everything's changed in fucking Zamunda. So there you go. Bad. I don't, I don't know bad, what bad, you bad, expected. Bad. I expected something a little better. I mean, I wasn't expecting to fucking something on par with it, but it wasn't even entertaining, dude. There was like one or two things I genuinely laughed at and everything else was just like. Tony. They could never make a coming to America in this day and age because it would offend a lot of people. No, they could have made it. They, they but they won't. Because everybody's cancel culture and they're sensitive. You're an idiot for watching it. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. Fair enough. I take that. I take that with pride and shame at the same time. Now, what was worse? Coming to America too or Xavier Woods beating Shelton Benjamin in under four minutes? Wow, how did that match finish? I mean, I get it. It's 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 one of their quote unquote buildups. They always have the singles matches or the mixed match tag teams and all that shit. Uh, I would assume there's going to be a new day and hurt business tag title match at Fastlane. That is a great assumption. Uh, I have yet to see it on the card, but we still got a well, couple days. Because you know what's going to happen next week? It's going to be fucking. Uh, it's going to be the other guys. It's going to be Kofi against no, uh, Fastlane's this Sunday, buddy. Oh, so then it's going to be tonight. What am I thinking? It's Monday. Yeah. We're going to get Kofi tonight in singles action. He's going to fucking lose. And then who knows what the fuck happens at the pay-per-view. What else did WWE booking? What else did you not like about raw? Did you enjoy riddle and slapjack? Also sounds like a porn. Um, I mean, nothing, nothing outrageous happened except it was another excuse for fucking Mustafa. Mustafa? Is that what they call him? Mustafa. 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 It was another reason for him to get pissed off. So who knows? Like Mustafa is supposed to wrestle Riddle at Fastlane for the United States Championship. So either he wins and he sticks with them or maybe they turn on him. So I don't know. Maybe. The match was inoffensive. We got another Shane and Braun segment. Dog shit. Dog shit, 100%. I think he actually talked to Braun in this one because the first time he came out, he just kind of ignored him and just was like, and fucking left. So more dog shit. Oh, he fucking, he tricked him. 
He ran to the back and a car took off and Braun fucking was like, uh, uh, and then he fucking walked away and Shane was like hiding, laughing at him. I was like, really? What the fuck Ooh. are we doing? Was it like a which way did he go thing? Like with the big show and Shane from like 2001? Trying to make, trying to make Shane, like trying to make Braun look stupid. And he's like, I would never call you stupid. And like, he fucking called him stupid. And while he fucking walked away, Shane's like, he's fucking stupid. It was dumb. I heard you got a, uh, there was, they played the my whole thing. Yes. I think I, did I text you that? No, I put that in the discord. Yes. I think you my did. whole returned. I was excited uh, for that. Oh, good. Nia, my whole comes back. Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler with Reginald. Cause he's with them now. He's uh, their new, yeah. He's their new boy toy. He's not the sommelier. For, no, uh, no more wine. No, not for Carmella. But here's the other thing. Nia's in love. Oh, he's cute. Reginald is so cute. And Shayna Baszler could give less of a shit about this. Anytime Nia Jax is in love, I'm a happy guy. Remember when they tried hooking up with Enzo? I think that is a dis. We did not get to see that out. And I think that is a disservice to the wrestling fans. Absolutely. But they're bringing it back here. And I don't know much about this Reginald guy, but shit, man. If he likes them BBWs, God bless him. More power to him. Wow. You know. So who? So are the women defending the the? They are. I guess the WWE against who? Who's, who's uh, the luck? Sasha gal? Banks and Bianca Belair. Oh God! Why? Because so they're going to wrestle each other at WrestleMania. So why not make them a tag team? So so what are they going to do? They're going to put the belts on them? No. Then, no. No. I think dissension. No. Dissension between the team. But you don't you don't think it's gonna be like uh like woman like you know tag team champions who can't stand each other like wrestling like for the belt? Not when the other one has the 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 prize that everybody wants. No, I get it, but we've but we've seen this with fucking Goldberg and Bret Hart. We saw this with Shawn Michaels and Steve Austin. I mean, yeah, but neither fun. one of them were the world champion at the time. At least Stone yeah. Cold and, no, and they HBK both, weren't. They both were. They both were. Shawn Michaels was world champ. Bret Hart was world champ. It may have been Austin. It may have been Austin dude love, but I'm thinking it may have been Austin Shawn too. I think you're right, Tony. There was Austin Shawn for, for a short period of and time. And Bret Hart no. Goldberg 100%. You know what? I don't think Shawn was champion. No, that not to. the lead up going into Survivor Series uh, 97. Seven. Yeah. King of the Ring. Yeah, they so had they a won tag the match. Titles, but then they wound up giving him up at some point, I think. Yes. I think. Something like that. Well, that's when he needed a tag partner and it became dude love. Yeah, no, I think oh, they, yeah. I think Bianca wants, what, who wants a second place belt? I don't. It's, it's the women's world tag team championship. I don't yeah. give, I want the fucking world championship belt. I don't want, I want to share. I don't want to be tag team champions with somebody who has the, the most important belt in wrestling. I don't think mm. that's a fair way to look at it. I think yeah, I look at I it agree. this way. The more belts, the merrier. Right. Yeah, we're talking about we're talking about draping ourselves in gold and Ultimate yeah. Dragon championships and all that stuff. And yeah, you fucking told Tracy Williams, I hope you win two belts. You don't want Bianca Belair to have two belts? No, I don't want Bianca because they're wrestling at WrestleMania. Who gives a shit about this fucking match? You don't think she's gonna come out like this? Like, no. Yeah. This is and fucking I stupid. I made it. Whip my hair, whip my hair. Why do I want a team with somebody after I'm wrestling at WrestleMania for the women's championship? Because I don't want a team. I don't want to be your fucking friend. You don't have to Bianca be your friend. I got two belts. 
I'm here beating Sasha Banks up Manny. Yeah, I got two belts. I'm on the wall. I'm going to beat Sasha. I don't have to be your friend, but I have to be your tag team partner. If she's getting her ass beat, I got to step in there and do something. Don't I want her to get her ass beat so she's not 100% at WrestleMania? Don't I want to take advantage of a hurt Sasha Banks? You do, but wouldn't you also want to win a belt if you could? No, I don't want to win a fucking meaningless belt. Whoa, meaningless. Hold the phone. Come on, the fucking women's tag team championship. Give me a fucking break. You look Nia Jax in the eyes and you tell her her championship is meaningless. I will, and she'll tell me about her fucking hole like I give a shit. Get out of here with this fucking hot trash. Mm. Here's a preview. I picked Shayna and fucking Nia Jax to retain. How do you like them apples? Sometimes you got... To win some belts and compromise before you get to the main event. I'm Bianca Belair. I do what I do. Sometimes I just gotta win a title to get through. That's right. All the way. What yeah. about and this? Remix it with Sasha Banks theme music. It's Snoop Dogg, y'all. Doop a doop a doop a doop a dog, y'all. Baba Sasha Banks is the mummy, y'all. Yeah. Total tangent. Side note. Back to AEW. I hate the fucking mixing of two theme songs it's fucking stupid oh so we're not gonna get to hear that anymore now because now mjf and no but i even i don't like the cody one with his fucking the snoop dogg rap it sucks well snoop dogg generally has not been good since like 2000 so there you go all right i'm sorry it's come on it's cross promotion i understand why they're doing it that doesn't mean i have to like it yeah no it's if it's the beginning, and then they go right back to his his old one. Yeah, but there's like a Snoop like, like, like you know, it's not like the MJF Jericho one where they it's constantly intertwined. Yeah, actually, but you don't hear like you know, it's like Snoop's like, "Be sure to watch the Big Show. It's on TBS. Me and Cody talking yeah. about my chest or whatever right. fucking weirdness he raps about." I like when Matt raps. We're gonna smoke yeah. a spliff and watch somebody do some crazy ass shit like pull oh, my pubes. Man. I don't know what the fuck. I never watched Give the Big it Show. All the way. All right, let's get through this fucking Monday Night Raw bullshit since Tony watched this we done. fucking menagerie. Yeah, we, could be, we could be done with we're it. Done. We're done. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Yeah, and then Randy fucking threw up again and fucking... Actually, AJ was talking some shit to him in the back, and then Randy was talking shit back, and he's like, you're having a bad day, Randy. Do you want to make it worse? And fucking almost was there, and he was like, fuck this. I'm just pissed off that it, it wound up taking the vomit for AJ to win that match. Like, I think that would have been a better match had it not had the storyline, but in advanced stories, I get it. It's just so, weird to have AJ get a win like that. I you think, know. you think the sushi's no good then at the trop? Probably not. Ew. Who would eat sushi at the trop? I mean, why is he always sick then? Cause he's an idiot and he's fucking possessed. The fiend is fucking with him. I gotta know. How does he break the curse? He has to wrestle the Fiend in another Funhouse Firefly nonsense. Is that what, There's no voodoo in that match? There's a little voodoo, of course. Maybe he brings Papa Shango back. You know what? Maybe he brings the Boogeyman back to fucking... To oh, get the, the fucking the- worms. If this is a cinematic match, then 100% I expect Papa Shango to make an appearance. Fucking A, dude. I would be a thousand points in Was on Papa that. Shango in the last cinematic match they had? He was in something... And- this is just off the top of my head. It may, there may have been something sooner when Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy did like the Halloween. Oh yeah. Maybe. Okay. Oh, boogeyman was in that. God about that. Yes. Good call. And like, like Bray Wyatt, like kidnapped, like the hurricane or something like that. 
And yeah, so that's the last thing I recall. Maybe Boogeyman was in something else. Maybe Papa Shango was in something else. But that's the last thing that I remember them in. How do you counter the voodoo? You well, you gotta. You do you better. Say, yeah, you say you the, do voodoo better. Yeah, you say it in the mirror three times and it disappears. Is it the same mirror I that? It's. I believe it's mecha like a high like a hiney ho. I believe is what you say. Like my hiney hole. No. <laughs> is it the same mirror that uh, that Paul Orndorff was talking into? Oh, with Gary Spivey. I wonderful. They call him Mister Wonderful. He is wonderful. These are the only lyrics that I know. Right, what do I have here for WWE? Why Kevin keeps singing? Wonderful. I think that was it for Raw. No, that was it for Raw. Uh, they announced they're gonna do um, a Mega Hall of Fame. Mega Hall of oh, Fame, yeah. where they're gonna induct the 2020 class and the 2021 class, and they announced that Molly Holly will be the first inductee into the 2021 WWE Hall of Fame. And just a reminder for those out there, 2020 class will include the NWO, which is Hogan, Nash, Hall, and X-Pac, the Bella Twins, JBL, the British Bulldog, and Jushin Thunder Liger. Nice. So and that's Molly Yeah. That will take place Tuesday, April 6th, and it will stream exclusively on Peacock. God, they're going to do everybody, the 20 and 21, all in one night? That's my understanding. Yeah, yeah, but they got it. Like, they gotta cut it. That there, there's no chance that they let everyone run rough shot. They're gonna cut everyone. Yeah, down. it's got to be like thirty seconds. I want to thank my mom, my dad, my trainer, no. blah blah oh. blah, and then they start playing them off. It's I'm not crazy. gonna say thirty seconds, but but, but they gotta move it along. They're probably yeah. gonna say, look, you got five minutes. Get the fuck out. Um, I mean, who knows if it's. I guess it, does Peacock do live? I guess Pe- is does Peacock do live run shows? I guess they have to, right? If I guess they'd have to be. at this point, sure. Well, yeah, because the NXT so, so stand and deliver. Yeah, so maybe there are no restrictions on what they can do. So who knows? Maybe we will get a six-hour show. Six? I think it's conservative. People will watch it. Yeah. Uh, the I'll big hubbub it. this week: Andrade asked for his release. He was denied. Uh, he has not been on TV since October. So there's that. Mm. Uh, you mentioned Apollo Crews. He's getting Shameful. an IC title shot at Fast Lane against Big E. So right now, here's the card. Roman Reigns defends against Daniel Bryan. Edge and Jay Uso are going to have a match this Friday night on SmackDown. Winner is the uh, guest enforcer. enforcer for the match. Yeah. Exciting, right? Uh, going to be the enforcer? I missed that. Either Jay oh, Uso or Edge. They're going to have a match. Whoever wins that match gets to be the enforcer for championship match Sunday at Fastlane. Which is Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns. Why? Why not? Uh, uh, wait, wait. Let's analyze that for just a second. So if Jay Uso wins, they fuck Daniel Bryan. So what was the point of the whole story? If Edge and then Edge takes a loss. Now if Edge wins, 
what's he going to do? It's going to be one of those situations where he doesn't see what happens and he has to count the pin against his buddy, Daniel Bryan. And then it's like, I'm going to get you next month. He's not a referee. It's a, he's an enforcer. Oh God. He's going to be like Muhammad Ali or Mike Tyson at ringside. Do enforcers have the power? Oh, God. So, so edge is going to be out there and he's going to cut off Jay Uso and Jimmy Uso is going to come back and fucking help him win. And head explodes. Well, you'll All have right. to watch SmackDown to see what happens. I hope Goldberg comes back and fucks them both up. Wow, Goldberg. We talked about WrestleMania last week. Tickets go on sale Tuesday. WWE is hoping for 45,000 fans each night. It's not a bad, that's not a bad target. How, uh, much does, how much does the stadium hold? Doesn't it hold like 100,000 people? Uh, 60, it doesn't say in my notes. No, it said something. Yeah, it said something like sixty or seventy thousand. But that's. I mean, you're not counting floor space with that number, oh, are you? Yes, sixty thousand uh, pre-pandemic. Really? But that doesn't. Count, that seems awful small for a football stadium, and it's well, not even counting floor seating. I, I think the the Super Bowl had like thirty-five thousand people. Yeah, so but there was also. But like Matt's saying, sixty thousand is capacity. But no, I understand. So I'm trying to get the percentage of what. That's almost fifty percent. Or it's more than fifty percent if their yeah, but, capacity is sixty percent is sixty thousand, which seems actually pretty small for a football stadium. It does, even even if you don't like that. Clearly, can't count floor seating, but even at sixty thousand, that doesn't seem like a lot of people for a fucking NFL NFL stadium. That's fucking crazy. No, I mean forty five. If it leads me to believe that maybe was it James Raymond James Stadium? So called? the capa- the full capacity for Raymond James Stadium is sixty five thousand eight hundred and ninety. How and old the, is the stadium? It's not old. old. It's not old at all. Yeah, I don't think it's that old. Look, I think so. National NFL stadiums are not as big as you think they are. Doesn't doesn't MetLife hold like eighty five thousand? MetLife is a yeah. bigger one. But the NFL stadiums are not giant. College football stadiums hold up to a thousand people, a hundred thousand people. Excuse me. <laughs> but your NFL stadiums, far and wide, are not as big as MetLife Stadium. Well, that's, it's that's it's crazy. tough to gauge. I mean, maybe for the most part, but like the more recent ones, kind of are right. Like the Atlanta Stadium, the like Jerry World has a, over a hundred thousand people. Right, but MetLife a lot of those stadiums a- aren't just football stadiums. They host events three hundred sixty-five days a year. Yeah, and a lot of them, and a lot of them do things that don't necessarily revolve just around football. So, yeah, but, but teams like the Giants, teams like the Cowboys, like you would figure they would draw a hundred thousand people to their stadiums, you know, like on a, on a weekly basis during the season. Well, the, I think they, I think a lot of these new places put a lot of their real estate into activities around it as opposed to seats. So, like you have, like I know this is true for baseball. Maybe Matt can speak a little bit more to that. Is like they'll put less seats to have like a freaking merry-go-round and like they, you know, in the quarantine or not the quarantine, the mezzanine or like a merry-go-round in the quarantine. Yeah, like they'll put like a roller coaster somewhere in the the stadium or something like that. But if you, I'm sure there's something you could Google where it's average NFL capacity, but. So, so just just to give you an idea, like the Raiders just built their brand new stadium in Las Vegas. Their capacity is sixty five thousand. Okay. Arrowhead in Kansas City seventy six thousand. 
Uh, Bank of America in North Carolina, 75,000. Well, you so, see, like in building these new stadiums, you figured they would have went a lot bigger than what capacity used to be. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, we don't know if these are. I, I, we don't know if these are built. We don't know. I don't know when every one of these. I mean, the new one for Vegas is obviously new, but other so, these other ones they could have been around forever. So, so if we look at Raymond James, they're probably going to lose what maybe ten thousand seats just for the stage setup and all that nonsense. So you're probably looking at about like fifty in the stands. Then there's got to be another fifteen on the floor. No, maybe another ten or fifteen on the floor. I mean, Florida is one of those those those. I'm not going to say wacky states, but I mean Texas is planning on having full capacity for baseball in April. So this is, well, this also, I mean, I know Florida is open, but that doesn't necessarily mean that the County from what I read, um, you know, has to go by what the governor says, like they can be more restrictive than being completely open. Like I know that's the deal in Texas, right? Like you can be open if you want to, you don't have to be, you can be as restrictive as you want, but if you want to go full open, you can, you have that option to go full open, but, I mean, if it's up to local government, we just have to wait and see what they say. I mean, yeah, shit, if they want to go for 45, then they can get it. Fuck it. Let them get it. If you want to go, go. Yeah, 45 seems a little bit excessive. I thought it was going to be more around the around like the same number as the Super Bowl. But as, as more vaccines come out and, and more people feel like they're, they can handle the social distancing and they can control it, then, hey, man, go for it. Open up, yeah. baby. You don't have to go. I ain't yeah. going. No, I'm not going. What's wrong with you? Who, me? I'm not. No, Who's just anyone. Who I'm wants to be, you know, just because you have the vaccine does not mean you're immune to it either. Um, They're saying they're going to put 25. No, I'm just saying that it's been a year and I'm seeing a different tune that I saw. I'm sorry. No, what were you saying? What? They're going to put 25 to 30,000 tickets on sale. And then judging by the demand, demand for tickets, they might put another fifteen to twenty thousand uh, on sale later that week. Well, so you know they're going to wind up selling this thing out. Are you they? No, know they're going to get like twenty thousand people that are going to want to go to WrestleMania. Why? How could they not? Well, we talked Dude. about it a little bit last week. We don't necessarily know the the parameters of anyone traveling from Europe, the UK. What is the protocol? Do these people have oh, to come I don't, in? I don't think you're going to get people from outside the country, but I think I think you could pretty much guarantee they're going to sell 20,000 tickets to WrestleMania. You don't think? And who's not going to buy tickets for both nights? You know what I'm saying? Fair. And does the ticket guarantee? Like, if you buy a ticket, is that for Saturday and Sunday? No. Is that how they're working they're it? Doing, it's, they're separate. Wow. Wow. That's my understanding. All right. Well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. We can discuss more next week. Yeah, we'll know by tomorrow because tickets go on sale tomorrow. So by the time we get on air next week, we'll have an idea of. Interesting. Of where we are. Kevin, you said watch NXT. So I did last night. Uh, We got a couple big announcements. They're going to do a two night NXT takeover stand and deliver, which will be happening on a Wednesday and a Thursday. The week of WrestleMania one will be on USA. One will be on Peacock. And they also introduced WW or I guess NXT. Do we say WWE in front of NXT? No, we just say NXT, right? NXT Women's Tag Team Champions Championships. They were awarded to Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez, who were promptly challenged by Shotzi Blackheart and Dakota and Ember Moon. I have one. I watched this whole show. I have one nitpick. I'm 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 interested. Go ahead. 
Shasi Blackheart puts Dakota Kai in a Texas Cloverleaf for like a minute. Okay. Like they're str- she's struggling to reach the rope. She can't get there. She breaks the hold, and instantly Dakota Kai is on her feet and throwing dual clotheslines. And I was like, she was just in a fucking Texas Cloverleaf for a minute. Like, the least you could do is sell. But you had no problem with the Good Brothers getting hit with a bat at the fucking pay-per-view and then hopping to their feet to help with the one-winged angel. Come on, dude. I'm just saying, I'm nitpicking, man. I understand, but, you know, it, it's a it's a cross-wrestling. Nobody fucking sells anymore. I'm not picking on one over the other. I'm just saying it is what it is. Now, does. Yeah. Wait, Dakota Kai also did the same shit at War Games, didn't she? Wasn't there something she was involved in at War Games where she was all fucked up and then she popped up right away? Wasn't she the target of the fucking can jumping off the top rope or some shit? I don't know. My memory's a little fuzzy, but I thought she did the same shit in the War Games. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I did not enjoy the Io Shirai Tony Storm match like I thought I would. I just didn't feel like they were on the same page. And you know what else bothered me? Tony Storm has this crazy hair. And she's constantly, no matter what's going on, she's flipping it out of her face. Oh, that annoys me. When wrestlers are fucking around with their hair so much, that and the tights. When somebody fucking takes a big move and all of a sudden they're pulling their tights up or pulling their knee pads up. It's like, I get it. Adjust your shit, but you don't have to do it right after you fucking took a power bomb or a pile driver or something. You know what I'm saying? I hear you. I get Uh, it. I get it. Uh, we got new NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. The Shotzi and Ember Moon beat Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. What What are your thoughts on that? You think that was a smart move? I, because of the trajectory of where they're going with Io Shirai and Raquel Gonzalez, I don't mind it. Okay, Kev, you you had your hand up. I guess not. Uh, anything else, Matt? No, I just didn't want to jump in because my internet, my internet. My, no, my internet is unstable right now, so I don't want to cut anybody off. So I'm waiting for a pause to come in. I think it's as much as we hate like the awarding of tag team championships or any championship, like they did with Triple H with the big gold belt. It's the perfect heel move and the perfect setup for a babyface reaction for uh, like Ember and, and Shotzi got. So I, at at first I was like, oh no, what are they doing? What are they doing? But then we got the payoff right away. No problem. Loved it. Loved everything about it. Well, I don't mind them getting the belts because they had just won the Dusty Classic. So right. if you're gonna, you don't want to have everybody to sit through another fucking eighteen well, or fourteen tournament, you know. That right. Kinda... Well, the 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 fact that they brought the belts in because they were kind of shafted out of the WWE, like that part, you can kind of, if you want to make a case, you can say like, all right, well, they got they got shafted, whatever. It is what it is. It's wrestling. So to award somebody with a championship that is brand new is always met with skepticism no matter who you are or what company you work for. Awarding a championship has never looked highly upon, but it was perfect foil for for what happened and it would have been the same if like if Rick Flair beat Triple H back then, it would have been perfect. So um I, I, I absolutely I loved it. I I get your point, but we look at I don't know why the fuck they did this because you look at Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax. Like Nobody gives a fuck about the women's tag team titles. Like Matt said it earlier, nobody gives a fuck. Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks aren't going to give a fuck either. So, like, why do we need another pair of tag titles? Like, what was the big deal with fucking just putting them on on Raquel and, and Dakota Kai to begin with, Matt? I think the NXT women's division has more meat on the bone yeah. than the... So why not just leave the belts there for now? Because they're going to, you know, you can... 
you know, I mean, I'm not the biggest Lana fan, but this is she's getting to work. I mean, I guess it's working. They seem to be putting her in this spot a lot. She's on TV a lot. Not my cup of tea. I'm more uh, uh, tuned into what the NXT women are doing, and they already looks like they set up the next NXT Women's Tag Team Challengers in uh, Candice LeRae and Nina Hartwell. That's her name. Sure. Yeah. So and it looks like there's just a lot more women capable. Uh, Caden Caden Carter wrestled uh, Zia Lee. Uh, and that was pretty fun. And Casey Cantazaro was there and hit her with a crutch. Uh, so there's that storyline. Uh, so I just think the women, there's more. How do I say this? There's just more women there that you could put in a tag team and they're not established yeah. and they can come up as a tag team. First, it's like, do we want to see Natty in a tag team with like, I don't know, pick any fucking like, it doesn't matter because they all get fucking pregnant and then they leave anyway. Right? Like, seriously, like, Lacey Evans is in this storyline with Charlotte, and then she's gone. She's pregnant. She's gone. Becky, pregnant, gone. Give the title to Asuka. Asuka's got concussions. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on up on the main roster. But I know down there, like, Io Shirai beat Tony Storm. And now Raquel Gonzalez and uh, Dakota Kai lost the titles. And Io Shirai said, I want you, big girl. We fight a match. Uh, So that's going to (laughs) happen. So I'm excited for that because I like Raquel Gonzalez. I think she has a lot of potential. I don't get those, the I, those were Matt may have been sound like he was joking. That was her. Those were her exact words on NXT. Like, oh, yes. Yeah, that's a, that's an exact quote. I don't get the Io Shirai thing. I really don't. Uh, I just don't get it. The, I, the, the small like we all know I hated the pirate. Hmm. And I like I'm married to an Asian woman. I have a thing for Asian chicks. I just. <laughs> I just don't understand. I don't get it. I don't think she's like, like they were trying to put her over. She's the greatest women's wrestler we've ever seen. Like, ah, man, I don't, I think Asuka's like a thousand times better than her. I just, it doesn't connect. Well, there's with a me. reason why, there's a reason why Asuka's on the main roster and Yosha Rise in NXT. Uh, what else happened on the show? Um, I haven't been watching a lot of NXT, but my understanding is, Oh, Jordan Devlin's coming back. He gave us a promo. He won the Cruiserweight Championship at uh, Worlds Collide before the pandemic, and then he got stuck in Ireland. So then Santos Escobar, he won the Cruiserweight. Now Jordan's coming back to the United States. Santos Escobar's pissed. He was so pissed, he sent his goons just to the ring for a match with the Grizzled Young Vets. And then MSK, they came out in spacesuits, which I guess is something Breezango did a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Uh, And they cost... The Grizzled Junk vets the match, and then uh, they smashed um, James Gibson's hand on the steps to break his break his hand because that's what happened to MSK. And then Breezango came out of the crowd and they attacked uh, Santos's goons, the Legato Dale Fantasma, whatever the fuck they're called. And then they yeah. all got in the ring and they danced and they gyrated. So that was fun. <laughs> I, I, I watched. Man. I was. I was. Look, I liked NXT. I was into it. I should. I need to watch NXT more. Uh, what else did we see? Uh, the women. Uh, was there another title match? Did I miss a title? Oh, LA Knight's going to wrestle. Uh, Bronson Reed attacked him. So uh, that's happening next week. Maybe LA Knight and Bronson Reed. Uh, was there another title match? A women's title match? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we talked Good. about that. Okay. Uh, the main event was Finn and Adam Cole, baby, for the NXT World Championship. And then uh, it was a good match. And then... Here, out of the dark, out of the shadows came uh, heavy metal Kyle O'Reilly, 
It's my new favorite wrestler. Uh, he makes the fuck, bro. He's got the mohawk and he's got the cut off jean jacket with the Metallica T-shirt on. I was like, this guy is the Kyle man. Kyle Riley is a heavy metal guy now. He is now. It's my gimmick. I'm made. I just made it up, bro. Hey, uh, what happened to Boomhauser, whatever his name was? The guy that used to come out going like, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. What's his nuts? Uh, Ethan Bowengarden or something like that. Yeah, what happened to him? He was hot for like two weeks and then they forgot about him. Wait, who? They gave his gimmick to Kyle O'Reilly. Ian Bowmanhaman or some shit like that. He used he was, to come out and sing. He had like a fucking rock song. He used to do like the rock scream. Oh, okay. The guy who kind of looked like Elias Light. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I think, I think he's still there. Gonzo. But, uh, yes. Yeah, so- uh, I'm telling you right now, this was everything that you could ever want in a segment: a match and a finish on both levels. Two different stories at the end of one fantastic match. Because you get Karrion Cross coming, uh, coming in and just giving, you know, Finn the old looksky of evil, and uh, with his folded wrists, like, hmm, your clothes are still in the dryer. Well, they did a great thing out. where Finn was standing there, like he was like looking at the 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 Tron, and then yeah. he said, "It took you long enough." And then they pan oh. out, and Killian Cross is just standing there. Uh, too bad everybody has Karrion. fucking COVID in NXT, so that's gonna fuck everything up. Why, you heard some new news? Uh, it was reported today that there has been a COVID outbreak at the Performance Center. Uh, it is known that Thursday they were building and moving rings at the building next door to the Performance Center. It was said workers were not wearing masks. One report is that there were people who tested positive that both were and weren't there at the time. Uh, the word broke yesterday that there was an outbreak and there were substantial numbers who tested positives. Uh, both testing positive both people testing positive and others who had been around them are in quarantine and would be at least through the week. Uh, so this is going to affect, uh, oh, I'm sorry, full details are unavailable, but it does not affect this Wednesday's NXT, but going forward, it may have some, uh, residual effects. We'll have to see. Oops. Well, uh, they also pumped up next week. We're going to get swerve and Leon rough. I might yeah. have to start watching NXT. NXT was really good, man. It's really good. And I, like, I was watching Adam Cole and Finn, and they're so smooth. And they've I love working together for like fucking 10 years. Yeah, now. but it's not like they're doing house shows. I mean, look, you watch, and again, I'm not shitting on AEW. I love AEW, but it's, it's oranges and apples, the products. They're both great, in my opinion, but you can tell that these guys are. A little more polished in WWE NXT. Okay. There you go. There you go. Uh, so, uh, and uh, Tommaso, there's like a weird storyline with Imperium and Tommaso Ciampa and Timothy Thatcher. Apparently, Timothy Thatcher never talks. Imperium wants Timothy Thatcher to join him. Tommaso Ciampa wants them to go after the big dog in the UK, which would be Walter. Uh, so there's a tag match next week. Tommaso Ciampa, Timothy Thatcher against uh, Imperium. Oh, Dexter Loomis and Austin Theory are going to wrestle because Dexter Loomis said Austin Theory didn't have good abs. Mm. Oh, wonderful. No, there's more to it. There's more to it. Yeah, that. he was kidnapping people and he made them all yeah. go to therapy. He's in their head. He's playing mind games. Kidnapping. That's right. Uh, Tony. Yes, Major sir. League Wrestling. ML Dub, baby. ML Dub. Let's talk about Fusion, buddy. Uh, your boy Gino Medina. Funky Cole Medina. 
And they actually on commentary this week cleared up who's uh, who his father was in the uh, Los Gringos Locos. I know we did a little research uh, in the Discord on that. And folks, if you're not part of the Discord, please go over to twitter.com slash wizards podcast. Click the link in the profile. Join us. It's a lot of fun. We talk everything and everything. You would have found out who uh, Gino Medina's uh, father was in Los Gringos Locos. There you go. What would you think of the match? Gringo Loco is a little slow, don't you think? I felt like this match was like they were in quicksand. Like someone, They were like, go out there, have a wrestling match, pretend you're in quicksand. So, Tony, would you say that Gringo Loco was a little Gringo Sloco? <laughs> oh, damn. Oh, boo. Kevin will be in oh, Morristown oh. this Thursday night at the Horseshoe right. Tavern doing comedy if you want to get out Hear there. <laughs> it's supposed to be a shitty, rainy night. Is it and really? It's supposed to rain. Yeah, why? Oh, I hate the rain. Oh, I love the shitty night. <laughs> Wasn't and, that fucking Bob's gags? And they moved uh, the first round of the NCAA tournament to Friday, so you're well, good. Playing games Thursday. Yeah, but like you know, only if you go to those schools. <laughs> you're gonna go see Kevin do comedy for the first time in over a year. Ooh, Look, Kevin, just sell it. Kevin, just yeah, all right. It. Yes, over a year. First, first show of 2021. That's that's a damn. That's a damn truth. Right down the road, and then you know what I'll say afterwards. Right down the road from Casa de Bowman, you come down to some porch. You can have a drink if you go see Kevin do comedy. Ooh, look at that! Little late night Thursday action. That's it. It's literally like a five minute drive from my house, from the Horseshoe Tavern to my house. Nice. Mm, I'm excited. Looking I'm excited. To get back on there. I'm hoping I get a little rain out Thursday. Maybe I'll mosey on down, see my buddy Kevin for the first time in person. You've seen me before. Shh, Kevin. <laughs> Jesus well, Christ, stop making man. up shit that I won't have to correct Try, you. We're trying to sell the, the, the comedy gimmick. Well, then say that you've seen me before and how great I am. I see you every Monday on the show. In person, I mean, in person, Kevin. I haven't seen oh, you in, in over per- a year. Oh, I thought you meant in- All right, I got you, I got you. No, I watched you slay. You went on after Mick Foley. That's right. Kevin headlined over Mick Foley. And Mick Foley's funny. Kevin, funnier. Oh, wow. That's 100%. That's not a hot take. That's a fact of life. The truth. You know what else is a fact of life? Tom Lawler wants to sue everybody. Sue everyone. He's got his... He's got his fucking jean shorts jammed up his asshole. He's walking around like my goddamn father in the summertime with those fucking jean shorts on. (laughs) He wants to sue everybody. This circus clown. Get out of here, Nelly. God damn it. Get down. Get your butt out of the way. We're talking MLW. Nelly. Here. Give it to him. So did you, I thought I remember, I thought I remember the uh, Von Erich saying that they were going to take their stab out of doing like a version of uh, Filthy Island. Yes. That was last week. But is that happening? Like, are we doing this? I have heard nothing on Wrestle Island yet, but I think we're going to get it, Tony. That'd be fucking awesome. Maybe they get a little loco moco action too. Like at the fucking, at the concession stand. Ooh. Oh yeah. Kevin. Wait. You got it Kev. for him. Me and you were in the same boat, Tony. Same boat. Awesome. Top, we're doing top ten? No, we're doing the top five contenders for the middleweight title. How's that? Middleweight. Who who is that? Leo Rush? Leo Rush is your current reigning middleweight champion. Oh, God. Uh who is his top five contenders? Fucking Christ. <laughs> uh, uh Horus? 
Is Horus there? No, Ray Horus is not on the list. It's a ring. He's a Ring of Honor guy. Um, middleweight, middleweight, middleweight. We have middleweight. three. Oh, Jordan Oliver. Jordan Oliver not on the list. Oh, my, uh, Myron Reed. Myron Reed is your number three ranked challenger. Three past uh, guests of the show are on this list, Kevin. Myron Reed, one of them. Three past guests of the show. Middleweight, so it's not going to be Holiday. It's not going to be. Well, is Ace Austin? No, Ace Austin's not still there. Um, or, or if he was ever there. Fuck. This is going to suck, guys. Um, uh, My, Myron Reed. Is there like a park in there? No parks. No park. No, no park. park. There's a the there's a, a junior is in there. Is there a Von Eric in there? No Von Erics. No. I'm just trying to name all the MLW. There is there is a junior in there who I'm pretty sure doesn't work for MLW, but maybe he does. He still appears actually. So who knows when these things were taped? Yeah, but he's always doing the job. Fair enough. He's got it's a mu- he's got a mullet. Brian Brian Pillman Jr. He's number five. Number right, five so on the list. Two. Oh, God, I got three. Uh, let's see. One of them, uh, um, he works for Wildcat Sports and Entertainment with Luke Hawks. Oh, Buku. Buku. My big boy Buku. Buku coming in at big number Daddy four. Buku. One of these guys uh, has been all over the place, but now he's like a fucking jacked monster. T- TJP? No. Jacked, Kev. Jacked. Well, I, w- I guessed that before, uh, before the uh, – the jack part came into it. It's pretty jacked, though. Contra. Jacked. 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 Uh, Contra. It's not. All right. So it's not fought to. Is it Koo? Whatever his name no. is. Kevin Koo is with Violence. Violence is Forever. Or Violence by Design. I forget what the fucking team name is. I think it's Violence is Forever. There you go. All right. So middleweight. He's with Contra. Contra. Is, is, is it the guy that just joined? Yep. Who just joined Contra? He's been an he's been an impact. He's been in WWE. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Uh oh, AC, no, ACH? No. No. It's no. a good guess. Yeah, not bad. I know who it is though, too, which is killing me. Because he just he just he's the uh no, he's not it's not Logan Creed, because he's a big boy. Yes, uh, Logan Creed. You got is, it. Is it Logan Creed? Yes. No. No, Davari. Davari, Kev. Ah, Devari. Devari's oh, jacked. Yeah, jacked. You got to get number one. You got to get number one. Does he? He, I, I think so. He doesn't watch MLW on the regular. I mean, this is a long shot too. I wouldn't. I wouldn't have got this. I don't watch it at all. Give me a first L. letter. L. Like uh, Lin, uh, oh my God, Lin, not Lindsay Dorado. Um, you're. You see, he's getting there. Uh La, Laredo. La, Laredo. La, the, the, uh, the, the, the kid, Laredo kid. The kid. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Kevin, you know tag teams. Kevin at tag teams greater than Kevin at middleweights. The great thing about this game is it'll never get old because I will never remember a single list. I don't, I'll never remember anything. Kevin's no. right. None, none of these lists matter anyway. This no, is- it, it, I think it, I think it'll be hysterical. Like we trying oh. to guess MLW superstars. What do you mean, none, Kevin? I don't know if you watched MLW. Tony, don't say none of these lists ever matter. Fucking Leo Rush, t- 
taped a contract to a concrete wall. Okay. Open contract <laughs> gone by the end of the show. Did any one of these guys sign it? We don't know. We don't know. Next week, open contract match, Leo Rush. Ooh. We'll we'll get to next week in a, in a minute while we wrap when we wrap up uh, MLW talk. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what they're what they're looking for next week. I get the feeling we're gonna get a fucking schmoz and a bait and switch. But you know that that's just history of MLW. What do I know? I'm not gonna uh, lie. That, I th- I thought we were getting that this week, Tony. Hmm. We only had two matches this week though. We have HCH uh, took on Kevin Koo. Right. Your boy Dominic Garini was at ringside, looking svelte as ever. What do you think of Kevin Koo in this match? I don't mind Kevin Koo. You know, he's not bad, and he's got a good dance partner in there with ACH. I thought this match was okay. And this tag, the the Violence is Forever tag team, like, people really like them. So I just don't think, I think we've only gotten, like, a small bit of them. We haven't gotten to see them really shine. Well, we got to see Garini's titties shine, and when he fucking decided to wrestle without his gi that one week. Ugh. Yeah, what do you, you know, maybe it's hot down there. It's Orlando. I don't understand. I don't get it anyway. So anyway, um, uh, who who was coming out? Dominic Garini was trying to get involved. And of course, our boys, the Von Erics came out to help fellow Texan ACH. And uh, ACH winds up winning with the fucking Brain Buster. So there you go. Yeah, there you go. I like um, Tony, I'm. I, you know what? Usually I bust your balls about this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Injustice, they have, they have potty mouths. Oh, yeah, they curse every week, dude. I, I don't dig it. I don't dig it at all. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. There's a lot more cursing in MLW lately that I'm that I'm kind of happy about. But, yeah, fucking Injustice, they're like the biggest. Oh, uh, my God. They called the Contra some punk-ass bitches, and we're coming for you, motherfuckers. Yeah. Yep. Or uh, Los Parks, excuse me. Oh, yeah, no, they, yeah, Los Parks. But uh, I... Just take the belts off of Los Parks already. What the fuck are we doing? Well, uh, look, what the fuck was this match? What are we doing? What was this main event? Hammerstone and L.A. Park? What was going on here? L.A. Park is just bad, dude. And did you notice? Did you notice the opening of the match where uh, L.A. Park was flexing and started like injecting his muscles and pointing at, at Hammerstone? No, I noticed that there was a thousand fucking people at ringside for no good reason. Well, we had to have L.A. Park Jr. and El Hijo de L.A. Park. And then Selena De La Renta and her fuckboy. Like, what is going on here? It's ridiculous. And all it's... these people are out there. And I was like, this is going to be a smosh. And Hammerstone wins clean. Well, I think you got to let Hammerstone win clean, no? I mean, like. Got to. What's the point of all these people being out there then? Because it's fucking, it's Azteca Underground or whatever, or whatever they're promoting. And that wasn't even the end of it, dude. No, I know. But the, oh, because the ma- the masked man is outside. There's a masked man outside the building. Oh my God. Every two minutes. And then it's like, uh, we just heard that, that uh, Gino Medina is fighting with, with Richard Holiday. Do they have no control over what's going on in the backstage area of MLW? It just oh, sounds like a fucking free-for-all. Oh, he's funky called Medina. What do you want? Tony, do you prefer them telling you there's a fight in the back or it coming up on the big screen like at AEW that there's a fight in the back? Did the fucking cool rider just take off in the background? What the Did it ever. That was literally, I had to have been a motorcycle that just went 80 miles per hour down my street. <laughs> oh, that was your place. Oh, that was mine. That was, that was all me. The mean streets of West Orange is a fire lighting at 930 at night. Not too <laughs> happy. Not too happy about that. Oh, it's fucking ridiculous. So anyway, like, I'm sorry. 
That fucking uh, that threw me off. Where were we? The motorcycle guy gang was at the ring side with all these goons. So much yeah, action. So, no, it's like it's 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 either that or we get shit from like two years ago where it's supposed to be the Von Erichs fighting with uh, Contra and all you see is the back of one person's head and stomping in the doorway. <laughs> you don't remember that? Who the fuck? Somebody wasn't there for the taping, so they had to pretend that they were in the closet and fucking Lance. Oh, no, Lance I remember. I remember. I recall. I recall, friend. And then Mil Muertes attacks post-match. And they just walk away with, with the with the National Openweight Championship. So, like, now he's walking around with the belt, kind of like what Holiday's doing with the IWA uh, Puerto Rico Championship. Uh, I don't know, man. It's 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 rough. It's really rough. What this... a, Hammerstone's just in a fucking quagmire right now. First it's Mads Kruger, now it's Mil Muertes. Like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I mean, I don't know. You I see? didn't. I didn't mind this episode so much. I really thought this was going to be a bullshit finish and we were going to see a new champion. No, that that never crossed my mind. I was like, there's no way they're pulling this fucking hammer. I was thinking schmaz at a minimum, but the fact that Hammerstone... And he won with the forearm to the back because I think even he knew that even if he got L.A. Park up in the air for the pendulum, shit was not going to end well. What can you fucking do? Uh, they, Nothing you can do. Yeah. They hyped the March 31st Never Say Never main event. It's going to be Calvin Tankman against Jacob Fatu. You think this is too early for Tankman? I think I think as we talked about this last week. They need to bridge the gap. Eventually, we're getting Fatu and Hammerstone. Fatu, you need, Fatu needs to be on TV. He's that good of a talent, and it's only going to help elevate Calvin Tankman. Do you think we're definitely getting Hammerstone and Fatu at this point? I think that's you have to. Why would Hammerstone's been the only national open weight, heavyweight, whatever fucking champion he is? Yeah, but I mean, I get it, but like, why are they dragging it out so long? Like, they keep just like Mads Kruger and Mil Muertes. It's like, like, because Hammerstone with the fucking Park family. I don't because let me ask you this, Tony, real quick. What is your ideal length of a story? Because on this show, we've heard you complain about rushing and and acknowledge length. So what is your ideal length of a, of a story? When did MLW come back? When did they come back? I don't know. It's been a couple months, couple months. I think it was back in October. October? They came back with the opera cup, right? Yes. But we've stretched it out for that long. Like, look, Tom Lowe is still fighting with the fucking Von Eric's been six months. That at least feels fresh. I just feel like, I don't know. Like I feel like wait, wait, just wait, throwing... wait. That feels fresh. You don't think so? Absolutely not. What? We're getting fucking filthy island once again with the Von Erics this time. Come on, dude. Bro, they were rest. They were fighting down the street in New York, fighting in gas stations and shit mm. on the subway when fucking. Oh, come on, on this has been going on for so finger. long. But at least we're getting something new out of it. Now the Von Erics are saying, you know, we could do a better job with Filthy Island. And I guarantee you they're not going to. No, this is just going to lead to like a war games with like the Von Erics and ACH and, you know, somebody else against Team Filthy. 
That's not it. a bad idea, actually. Maybe they're waiting for it to, it to open up so people can be there for the Fatu Hammerstone match. You know what? I didn't think about that. That's probably what they're doing. Or maybe I, they're throwing everybody at Hammerstone to the point where Hammerstone says, all right, I've had enough of being this champion. I've beat everyone. But then do you think it's fair that you put Calvin Tankman in a position like this where he's going to lose to Fatu? But he's not losing to Zenchi or Laredo Kid. He's losing to the fucking champion. I get it. I get it. I, I, I think... I think I'm I'm just like I want Hammerstone to be the champion. I want him to be that guy. And I think Tankman needs a little more simmering before he gets to this point. I mean, it's going it's what? 3 weeks away. Maybe that's enough simmering. And he stood up. Yeah. He's like yeah. he came out and he fucking he fucking took it to Fat too. He's backing up Injustice. Maybe we get a fucking contra with Injustice and Calvin Tankman kind of thing going for War Games or War Machine or whatever they call it now. You had a uh, war machine, I think it's what it's called. That's of course, that's what it is. Yeah. We're gonna get the Viking experience while they're there. Right. Anyway, next week, uh, Los Parks defend against Injustice, which is, I'm sure is gonna be a fucking another awful match. Uh, Leo Rush has that open contract. He's gonna face the mystery opponent next week. Mil Muertes takes on a returning Paro. Is that gonna be a battle of the horses, Matt? I yes. don't know. Big hoss battle. And Buku Dao <laughs> and TJP. Now you see, this is what fucking kills me. The past couple times MLW's loaded up a show with four matches, they always wind up saying for unforeseen circumstances, uh, such and such match is not going to happen. So who knows? Who knows? Who knows indeed? I, I mean, got some four matches. Four matches is a lot to cram into an hour with a couple of Stephen P. New commercials and a little Alicia Tutu videos. There you go. There'll be a schmash. Ah, Tutu. I think I think they get rid of one of the matches. If, if I had to wager. If I had to wager, I think maybe the uh, Leo Rush match doesn't happen next Oh, week. yeah? Just because you'd want to have that like, and give it some time, no? I don't know. Wouldn't you want to <laughs> give that match like 10, 15 minutes? Who's the, open, who's the open challenge? If it's Laredo Kid again, I mean, it's great, but whatever. <sighs> maybe it's Zenshi? Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. Give me some. Come on. Give me something I can sink my teeth into. Here's, Here's something. Here's something you can sink your teeth into. It's official WrestleMania 37. Bobby Lashley, Drew McIntyre. Well, we knew that was happening. But Announced tonight on Monday Night Raw. Also, McIntyre, Sheamus at Fastlane. Boom. There you go. And a stairs versus stairs match. The 10 bell. What do they call it? The 10 bells of the gong or some shit when he hits the people in the chest? Yeah, bang a gong. Get it on. T-Rex. Yeah. Bob Seger. Yes, Bob Seger, Bang a Gong. Bob Seger wrote that great song <laughs> called Bang a Gong. Bang a Gong. Get it on, get it on, Bob Seger. All right, quickly, quickly going to go over some news and notes for New Japan Pro Wrestling. New Japan Strong. We had two more people qualify for the New Japan United States Cup. Fred Rosser, he beat Jer Kratos. Oh, really? Yes. And Haiku Leo beat... Oh my God. Isn't Kratos one of our Patreon guys? No, yes. that's Manny Kratso. Oh, fuck. Who did Haiku Leo beat? Aliko Lukalaki. Oh, no. He beat oh, boy. Him. Oh, boy. Matt, Matt, come back to us, buddy. We need you. Oh, no. Why did I forget who he beat? Give me Ooh. give me a depict. Give me a look. Give me. A... He beat Jordan Clearwater. Ah, yes. Clearwater Revival. To qualify for the uh, United States and New Japan Cup. Post-match, uh, Haiku Leo uh, attacked Fred Rozier. So we're going to have a story. Rosser? Whatever his name is. Darren Young. We, we, All right, we just Haiku mentioned Le- him. 
Haikuleo beat up uh, Darren Young, okay? You, you called him Fred Rosser and then Fred Rozier in a span of a minute and a half. Right. That's, and I that's how I roll, brother. <laughs> and the Regal Twins, they beat Adrian Quest and Barrett Brown. Barrett Brown continues his losing ways. Uh, New Japan Strong, great hour watch. In the New Japan Cup, where did we leave you last, boys? I'll tell you where we left you last. On the March 6th show, Kenta defeated Juice Robinson. Will Ospreay, he beat Tenzon. Zack Sabre Jr. beat Gabriel Kidd. Kevin, awesome match. Awesome showing by Gabe Kidd. Oh, yeah. These are all first-round matches, just so you guys know. Yuji Nagata beat Yoda Suji. Sonata Mm. beat Big Tom, because Big Tom's a fucking loser. Tell a friend. What? Sonata beat Tom? Yeah, he beat Big Tom. Fuck that, man. Fuck you. Uh, <laughs> David Finley beat Chase Owens. Yoshihashi beat Yujiro Yuji Takahashi. And this is why you love Jay White. Because he got a 25-minute match at uh, Hanare, and it was awesome. Really? Breathe the switchblade, Tony. Breathe it. Yeah. Second round matches. I only watched the first two days, but I know the four... The four-day results. Evil defeated Jeff Cobb. I'm really getting fucking sick and tired of Dick to Go and the fucking Bullet Club, and it's really yep. fucking annoying. Yep. And I'm annoyed that the United Empire was not ringside with Jeff Cobb. No yep. Will Ospreay, no Great O'Conn. These guys are in the back picking their assholes. What are you doing? Pissing O-Con. me off. The great whatever. Toriano beat the Great Okan. He tied his fucking hair to the railing, and Great Okan cut his own hair to get back in the ring. <laughs> then he tried to stab Toriano with the scissors, and he got caught in the backslide. Very entertaining match. So Toriano is going to face Evil in the semifinals. Holy shit. Kenta beat Minoru Suzuki in a match uh, where it's advertised. These guys beat the ever-living dog shit out of each other. Shingo... Takagi and Hiroki Goto said, uh-uh, not today. We're going to beat the shit out of each other more than you two guys just beat the shit out of each other. Shingo beat Hiroki Goto. Shingo, Kenta, semifinals. Ooh, These Shingo's matches, on, I have... Shingo's been on fire lately. Yeah, he has. I think Shingo's winning this thing. Now, I did not see the March 14th and 15th shows yet. I plan on watching those tomorrow afternoon. Will Ospreay beat Zack Sabre Jr. in what many are saying is the match of the year so far. Seven stars in the Tokyo Dome. And, of course, Sonata beat Yuji Nagata. Sonata Nagata. So we're going to get Sonata Will Ospreay in the semifinals. David Finley beat that hack Yoshihashi with his fucking stick. I hate you. I don't – there's no – I have, like – there's, like – we know why I don't like Bobby Lashley. We know why I don't like King Mo. We know why I don't like the Pirate. There's no reason I don't like... I just want to punch Yoshihashi in his face. He has a punchable he, face. He looks like constipated Asian Michael Sarah. That's what he looks like. Yeah, or he looks like that, that Yoshi character from the Super Mario. Where I just want to fucking punch him in his dumb face. <laughs> He's out. And Jay White beat mm. your fucking boy with his dumb hair and his never-open-weight title. Hiroshi Tanahashi, see ya, Tanahasho. He got a bye, too. He was all rested up. Uh-uh, you're 100 years old. See ya. Jay White is going to win the new J-Pan Cup. All right, he's got a clear road. He's going to destroy David Finley. 
J Pan? Fuck off. That's what he's calling it, baby. The new J Pan Cup. So Thursday, Evil versus Yano, Shingo versus Kenta. Uh, Excuse me, Tuesday. The T's, they really confuse me. Tuesday, Evil versus Yano, Shingo versus Kenta. Thursday, Jay White against David Finley, Osprey versus Sonata. Saturday, you'll have your uh, uh, semifinals. And then Sunday, we will have the final. So I've been I, I'm loving this New Japan Cup, loving every single minute of it. Kevin Kelly does an amazing job. Loving every minute of it. That's and, a fucking that's a Bob Seger song, isn't it? No. Yeah, it is. All right. No. Oh, well, we officially they jumped the shark on the Bob Seger jokes. I think. Yeah, I think that's a foreigner song. Bad company. Bad company. Uh, this Wednesday will be uh, St. Patrick's Day Slam on Dynamite, so be sure to tune in and check that out. It was reported in The Observer that AEW's Revolution did a gross in excess of $6 million. That's gross. Is that good? $6 million for a pay-per-view? I'd say that's pretty fucking good. How, did, how many buys? That's a little... Uh, no, I mean six million dollars. You can, I guess, divide by the price and figure it out, right? Yeah, there were they also had people in the house. They had, a, they had, there was live people there, but that's a, that's a huge, that's huge for them. And the no, that's and I, I, I have no, rec, I have no cons, uh, or well, what is what the pay per view cost? Fifty bucks. Yes. So it probably yeah. did less. Well, probably did how many buys then? Maybe a hundred thousand. Oh, six million divided by fifty, right? Is that the math that we would do? No, because you have to figure out there were people there too. They bought tickets. They were at the the show. Oh, I thought you were just talking about pay per view. How many people did they? How many tickets did they sell? I don't know. Uh, Double or nothing last year did a company best hundred and twenty thousand buys. Buys, which Revolution is expected to surpass if the linear buys see a similar increase to the streaming ones. So at worst, it's still one hundred twenty thousand buys. And that's not a bad. That's nothing to sneeze. That's, at. Inc- that's incredible in a in a dying business that is pay per view, other than like you know UFC and shit like that. But unbelievable. Uh, let's see. Kenny Omega said he was uh, disappointed with the way the explosions happened at the end of the pay per view. Uh, they tested it several times that day and it went off without a hitch. Obviously, this was just a situation where it didn't. It sucks because it didn't happen uh, as planned. Uh, Elevation was tonight. Mm. Uh, and that was like fucking 12 matches. God knows what dark is going to be like tomorrow night. So that's a shitload of wrestling. 17. Uh, Anthony Bowens, he's out of action with a knee injury. Six to eight weeks. Uh, he oh. put that out on his Twitter machine. Uh, let's see. Any other news yeah, or notes? Still, still confirmed to go to Alaska, though. So if you have any listeners in Alaska, he will be there. Oh, let's Still see. I, don't, I think that's everything, boys. Not everything. Valet 32, Ooh. round of 16, starts oh. tomorrow. We're down to 16 of the greatest valets in wrestling history. Let me give you just a rundown of the matchups that you can see this week. Don't forget, voting Tuesday through Friday at 12 and 2 p.m. We're going by regions this week. 
Tuesday, we've got number one seeded woman taking on number five Lita and number two Missy Hyatt taking on Dawn Marie. On Wednesday, Sherry Martell, your number one seed, takes on number five Trish Stratus and number three Terry Runnels takes on number two Medusa. On Thursday, number one seeded Miss Elizabeth takes on number five seeded Sable and number two Francine takes on Vicky Guerrero. And the finals on Friday, well, the finals of the 16 round, Sunny, number one seed, takes on number four, Deborah McMichael. And number two, Beulah McKillicuddy takes on number three, Maria Canellis. Yo, there's no, these aren't easy. They're not, not at all. Not at all. If you want statistics, if you want the breakdowns of all the matches from the round of 32, put up an episode on Sunday night. Check that out on the feed. I've got a little insight as to all the numbers, breakdowns, some interesting statistics coming out of round one, including voting results and just some odds and ends about things that interest me and I'm sure would interest people that are into tournaments and whatnot. But the round of 16 begins tomorrow at noon. You can vote once on Twitter, once on Facebook. Both are at Wizards Podcast. Join in. It's been fun. It's been uh, interesting discussions, getting the reasoning why some people are voting the way they are, and it's a good time. Yeah, and that's what the best thing about the things that we do with these tournaments are is like you get to gauge like when you are a fan and what you and what you know about certain people and 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 what you don't know about others. It's there's so like the fact that Karen Angle lost to me is is a travesty. Did she lose? Is that official? Yeah, Karen Angle's out. Yeah, but um, she was up against Medusa. So what are you gonna do? She yeah, was up. It, it, she was up against Jeff Jarrett. <laughs> <laughs> do good friend Jeff Jarrett. But, uh, but, but I mean, that's, yeah, that, that's the interesting thing about it. And, and what I try to do in the episodes when they come up on the feed is, uh, especially this week, give you a breakdown of what happened in the round of 32, plus give you uh, not, not every bit of information, but a little bit of a synopsis into the career of the 16 participants that are still left. So, I mean, some of the information is going to repeat from the first two episodes, but, you know, just figured something where if you're going into it, and you don't know a thing about who is uh, in particular matchups. It'll give you a little bit of a background information and just uh, a little bit, hopefully make you help you make an informed decision. So there you go. Beautiful. 16 starts tomorrow at noon. That's yeah, all I got, and, Matt. And Tony does great extensive work. Uh, definitely check it out. Uh, he gives you a lot of facts that maybe you weren't so familiar with reminds you of, uh, places these women have been, people they have managed, valeted that you may have forgot about. So definitely check it out before you do your voting or just vote with uh, vote with your feels. But definitely check it out because Tony put a lot of hard work into it and it's very informative. That's right. Thank you, sir. You're very welcome. Uh, we are the Shining Wizard Wrestling Podcast. This Thursday night, Kevin's going to be at the Horseshoe Tavern. He's telling comedy over here in Morristown. Kevin will have the plug as soon as I'm done running my gums. At Wizards Podcast on all forms of social media. Be sure to follow us, like, share every single episode. If you want to support us, go to patreon.com slash wizards podcast. You want to buy a t-shirt? ProWrestlingTees.com slash Shining Wizards. Special thanks to Tracy Williams, Hot Sauce himself, Sauce underscore Williams on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, if you liked what you heard from him, uh, you can check out Ring of Honor weekly at ROHWrestling.com or check your local cable providers. Uh, I know Sinclair is available on some TV networks. Otherwise, ROH Wrestling and Fight TV have all the episodes. Kevin, hit us with your plugs, brother. All right, baby. It feels so good to have plugs again. This is insane. This Thursday night, like Matt mentioned, in Marstown, New Jersey, just a stone's throw away from Casa Studio B. 
Uh, it's going to be March 18th, 8 p.m. Tickets are $15 if you get them online. Uh, 20 at the door. It's uh, Eventbrite. Uh, the link is eventbrite.com backslash. It's weird. There's, a, there's an E in there. Backslash double platinum. Just I guess just go on Eventbrite and, and Google search double platinum. But the big news is... Um, I will be in Atlantic City, New Jersey in June. I'm giving you plenty of notice. Two shows, June 25th and June 27th. That's a Friday and a Sunday night. Two big shows at the Showboat in Atlantic City. Um, thanks to the, the guys at Boardwalk, Bud, uh, Boardwalk Buds. That's uh, our, our former guest of the show, Chad. And uh, a lot of people running shows. It's a big convention it's about marijuana. It's a whole little marijuana thing. I'm not a big marijuana guy, but don't let that deter you. Not that there's anything wrong with that, as they say on Seinfeld. So it is Boardwalk Buds uh, backslash eventbrite.com for tickets for that. The shows are late. So, I mean, it's Atlantic City. That's late nights are made of. They're 1130 show times, I think, on both nights. I'm not sure, but I'm very excited to be a part of this great, great weekend. Uh, it's going to be super fun. Uh it's a, it's a weekend in Atlantic City, guys. Come on. And there's going to be many more coming in between then. So uh, it's going to be great. We're doing a monthly show back in West Orange. Uh, coming up soon, outside. So very excited. Happy for you, bro. This is nice. I, I, I like Kevin getting to ply his trade again like this. This is good, this is good news. Vaccination boy. Yes. Sense of normalcy slowly coming back. We might be in studio sooner than later. Hope so. Special thanks to Tracy Williams. Special thanks to Bob Seeger. Oh, God. Love Bob Seeger. The soundtrack of our lives, people. Oh, God. We will be back next Monday. Same time. Same groovy station. We're covering everything. We're going to try and get it all in there. We got Fastlane next Sunday. We got NWA back for the attack. Tony's definitely going to have tons to say about that. He's like the NWA expert and the MLW expert. Maybe that's why he's dropping AEW. Too many hats Tony has to wear. He doesn't like changing. I'm not mad. I have too many spoons in the porridge. I got to start taking some of them out. Dude, let me tell you about spoons. I spent my fucking day off. All I did was watch wrestling. I feel like I fucking wasted my day. Pretty much. (laughs) Say goodnight, Gracie. It's like a fucking job. Oh, God. All right, we'll be back next week. I don't know. See ya. Peace. Oh, Oh, God. All right, we're clear. No, that's fine. Yeah.